Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808 and another live stream uh, for our Crate 808 patrons, the 808th Chamber, we're calling it. Uh, it's very loosely, tenuously linked to the Wu-Tang Clan, as everything is on this podcast. Uh, and today we've got two very, very special guests. Our usuals, Ray and James, aren't on today, uh, but we have got Gang PTP all the way from the US and Yemi from Rhymes Like Dimes podcast over there, the UK flavour as well. Uh, how are you doing, gang? How, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Still have a voice after last night's show. Oh, the man had a show as well. Damn. How many hours sleep you had, do you think? Five. Probably. Oh, I just found I just found an earplug. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um I just got these shits falling out of my pocket. Uh yeah, about about five, maybe. Yeah. You know, four and change. It's it's you know, it's struggle. It's a struggle once you get past forty with all that. But you know. Bro. Still glowing. I have I always have respect for you anyway, but I have multiple times that now knowing that one you're over 40 and you can just do that i can't after i can't even function check, yo so, check the story that the this clips on the instagram story you know what i mean That's, oh yeah. okay my man my man yo shout out to my man queso who came through as Ghostface for halloween and he did a little verse of mighty healthy during our set no <laughs> mate come on yeah. oh man okay well that's nice man i'm i'm glad you're still here with us to do this special subject today and we've also got yemi over over there my bro how are you doing man how, how are you i'm very well thank you bro um very happy to be here you know as we said before it's been a while since we've chopped it up but looking forward to, to today's bit of business um <laughs> yeah should be a good one yeah and it's let's not beating around the bush we are talking today uh the patrons did uh, vote for this our top five hip-hop films uh, and it's big it's big uh, and we will get into the criteria before we kick off uh but yeah no it's it's, it's gonna be good i'm looking forward to this one uh i think we've got jack p in the chat evening mate how are you doing bro uh, other people jump in when you can and yeah man i've just got to do a bit of a mailbag here so like lads uh, first of all big up to our new patreon his name which is kind of great barney the crab and i'm wondering barney the crab i don't know if there's a riff of anyone else but a uh, big up man he's been in the dms and we talked about what is the one red man track you would play to an alien to teach it hip-hop uh and i don't know this conversation got really mixed up and uh yeah he he comes in with uh one of the uh, one of the most greatest and most overlooked red man tracks is creeping and i'm actually here for that i'm enjoying the track creeping uh the way he delivers his rhymes and that is mental uh and he then goes into saying how, how good the rhymes are uh so yeah creeping i don't know what if you guys have any red man cuts you wanted to throw into the mix, Yemi and Gang, if you have any that you want to. I know it's red, red man cuts. Yeah, like the like the, the, the cut you would red man cuts. Yeah, like the cut you would play to an alien to teach it hip hop. Um, Feel free to let you, it stew. You want it? You want it? You want me to spit it? Don't spit it, but have you got one? Like in 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 mind? Ah, damn. All right, it's a t it's a tie. It's a damn tie. Okay. Um, I think I think Red Man's Peak is there as a dark side. Me um, too. I love. Yeah, I love that album. I love, I love, yo, in a car, it sounds great today in a car with like proper, with a proper system. Like the sub bass on that shit is actually a big inspiration to like how I, how I engineer. Um, mm. Yeah, it's present. Um, I would say, honestly, um, Rockefeller. Is it Rockefeller? Yes, that, that bro. The video, this, yeah. This is why His, we get on. Mm. That's honestly... <laughs> 
Go. That you know, Bobby Head to this. Uh, there's so many joints off the album, but I definitely say Rockefeller or his verse on Cosmic Slop is like, <laughs> okay, this is why Redman is incredible. Yeah. You know, like this is. Otherwise, I would take it to like, and I hate to be the the sing the single. I would take it either hardcore, mm-hmm. which was an EPMD yeah interlude. I feel like it was on the the, the fourth EPMD album, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the one with headbanger, headbanger, headbanger and all that, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, or, uh, shit. I mean, Tonight's the Night's like a perfect song to it me. It is. You got one here, like, gang. You're dropping me five or six. I'm looking. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, with I'm, I'm with you. I'm five piecing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love it though. I love it. Stomping uh, it while I was down. <laughs> right, yeah. Rockefeller though is, is right there for me. Uh, Yemi, did you have any? Are you got any at the top of your head? How are you on Redman generally? Red Man generally, um, I've only really listened to like the first maybe four albums. Mm-hmm. Um, All you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. fair, yeah. So, um, so um, I'm with you in the sense that There Is a Dark Side is the one that I enjoyed the most. Mm. So if I'm going to pick one, mm-hmm. it's probably Can't Wait. Ooh. Can't Wait is my favorite, my favorite Red Man song, I can't lie. Um, that's the one I just skip to all the time. Um, I love that. Just the lyricism, like... Switching up speeds, like Bruce Lee, Ryan of Fuji <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> Get out on a T. Get out on You know what I mean? Like the eighties, the eighties will have their head spun after that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah. And then tonight's the night. You can't go wrong with that. Time for some action. Um, yeah. Time for some action. I'm gonna cheat. Say, I'm, I'm gonna cheat just because I love the beat so much, and I feel like it would be great listening to that from space. The Rock Wilder. Yeah, bro. I was talking about the Rottweiler on the Red Man chat we were having. As usual, this live stream's done the same thing as it always. We just go into a Red Man wormhole. This is all we. It's like we've spent an hour talking about Red Man. Can we just get on to something else now? But yeah, no. <laughs> they're like, I, 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 I'm just going to cap it with this. Uh, the Rottweiler is great. I love it, and I'm glad if we have done this chat together, it'd have been a lot shorter for one thing because we agree. Uh, but I, I think Rock, uh, I think is it Rockefeller the one at the end where he's just like. To tweaking out on mushrooms and he's just his voice is manipulated to a point where you're like yeah what is yeah. what is he doing like what is, and I, that is genius like you know on the brink where it's like if he tips over here it could be really bad mm-hmm. if he mm-hmm. if, but you know when they're just on that like kind of precipice that is an album for me you know and yeah love that Absolutely. album um yeah and so my other last piece of mailbag here aaron cosgrove a legend as usual uh, he came in and guys we have a playlist uh, a flute and xylophone patreon playlist because mm. pretty much if i get a flute or a xylophone in a hip-hop song i'm in you've pretty much 70 percent got me you have to do something really bad for not to keep me there, right? Uh, this is why I love Quick. This is why Quick's got a lot of good flute usage. Uh, so uh, Aaron Cosgrove dug into the uh, 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 crates here, and he's got some great ones here for me that I didn't put on the playlist. So I'm going to list them out. Uh, it's okay by All Natural. Uh, Identical Thoughts by Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Great shout. Uh, Shiraz, Action Bronson. Great shout. Uh, Talking Back by Benny the Butcher. Uh, past, past, present, and future by KRS and Bookshot. I don't remember that one. That's that's a wicked one. Shine by Fairmont. I think I shouted that one before, but always here for that again. And I'm always here for the Seven L and Esoteric Love. Uh, what I mean, and I hate flying. And yeah, I went back to those ones, and they are great. So yeah, just a little bit of housework for you. Enjoyable housework though, I think. Uh, so yeah, all good. Uh, Osmanic Bells in the chat. Yo, yo, yo. Steve Piper. Boom, boom, boom. How you doing? Uh, shout out to Gengen Yemi. Here we go. Uh, pour out a little bit of Rabian for the usuals. 
Yo, 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 just breaking up this episode to tell you all about the Crate 808 Patreon, a place where you can help support the show so we can make you more dope rap chat and to go out there and get some bonus episodes under your belt and also get involved with the live chats with the Crate 808 crew and guests. Go to crate808.com or go to patreon.com slash crate808. Sign up for as little as buying us lunch every month. You can get two bonus episodes, including hidden gem album reviews from the golden era of the 90s. And also you get our series focusing on MF Doom and Jay Diller and also the Wu-Tang Chronicles. Once a month, we drop an album review of every single Wu-Tang member. We're going to go through every solo album and then review it for you guys. And right now it's Ghostface. Go in there, get them Ghostface Killer Editions in your catalogue. So get involved, help us grow this show. And yes, big yourselves up. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Boom. And now we're going to get into it. Right, so, so, oh no, we're not, we're not, we've still got to long it out. Least hip-hop thing, guys, least hip-hop thing <laughs> in the last 24 hours. Oh, I've been thinking about this one all day, man. Go um, on then, Yevi, what, what, have, what have you got? I, so, recently, hmm. I registered myself as a as a sole trader. So, um, right. I basically had to do a lot of tax stuff, which is the most fun, most fun thing you could ever imagine doing, you know, just you know, spend the time out of your day to just, you know, fight with the government about your tax. Great. Um, you know, and I think that's a very grown up thing to do, but I'm not sure how hip hop is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Why is it that when you said soul trader, I started thinking of horror films and Hellraiser and I was like, what have you been trading? And I went that way with it. And that just speaks to how I've been and how tired I am. But also, yeah, not very hip hop there. Yeah. Me not very hip hop. I, I get that. I like no. that. Uh, Gang, what what you got, my man? You've just done a show, so it's gonna be tough. Um, I don't even know. Got a matcha latte or some shit? I don't there know. There you I go. Mean, I, my, my, <laughs> yo, honestly though, that's my whole shit. When you asked me this prior to in, in an episode that has yet to be aired, mm-hmm. I think like everything you do, you know, can be so called hip hop. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm gonna make more cases for this in this movie list, my friends. Oh, uh, and the least one of those hip hop things then is probably getting that latte, though, mate. Uh, just to be honest, I think that's probably. I think, <laughs> I think saying latte is the most is the least hip hop shit that I, I could do in, in a day. Maybe. I think saying. It's- <laughs> oh, I've got one better. I've got one better. Uh, go on. Cold go on. press. Cold press smoothie. I, had that <laughs> I mean, you talking, yo, we should, we should link up on some smoothie shit. Cause I'm, hey, I'm, the, I'm the smoothie king, king of New York or king of the, king of the, king of the, the States of the East coast or something. So I'm, yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to ingest some New York smoothies. Really. Okay. Oh, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's I got this. you. We got you. Uh, Styles P smoothies. Any good Styles P smoothies? Uh, Styles P is one of my favorite rappers of all time because of that. Sh- because instead of liquor, He's fucking with juices and the bar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he's doing the calisthenics, like, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and also it's just like ill, like he's an ill dude. Um, yeah, it seems it. I've never had a smoothie though, uh, but okay. I definitely, I could definitely recommend that people go to Juices for Life and, and get like, you know, get your, get, get, a, get some juice. Yeah. I've not had smoothies and I heard about the smoothies there, but the juices, different thing, mm-hmm. different lane, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, Love I, this support support the business support the man and 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 kiss too i think is in it now yeah yeah wicked right. man keep it and in the family his wife. 
His yeah, too, I yeah, I think his family's into it. Yeah, wicked man. Marley's hip hop thing then is almost asking you a question: What's the difference between juice and a smoothie? But I now I'm not <laughs> going to do that. It's like, but that would have been my least hip hop thing, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep mine at that. So I'm turning into a barista. <laughs> yeah, barista. <laughs> and I like the pun of the bar. And I know you went there. I, don't, I went there with the bar. I like yeah, that. I like that. that. I like that. Head on a swivel, man. Head on a swivel. Uh, so top five hip-hop films of all time. We don't have to rank these. They're just five favourites. And I think we're all old and mature enough to know that this five can change. Like, you know, as life does change, so do these fives. So this five could change. And so you can laminate it for now, but then take it off the wall and re-laminate it if you need to. But that's a little caveat. I think we need to talk about the criteria though, guys. I'm going to ask you in a minute if there, if there is a genre like you would say specifically, or if there's any strong takes you have on the just term hip-hop film and how you're going to classify your, if you have anything to say on that, uh, I'm just going to put down a few more kind of harder, faster rules that we put in place that feel free to break, basically. Uh, so here we go. One of the criteria we had was that it's um, related to or portrays the culture or life uh, of the music that it's born in, which is quite a vast, encompassing kind of kind of term, I thought. And right, I kind of purposely did it that way. Uh, and second one, there must be a rapper starring in a major role and or the film has like a hip hop ethos with them in it. Hip Have a hip hop soundtrack. Uh, which is always a good shout. And you could maybe even just say have one really good hip hop song, maybe. Uh, so there's that as well. I'm not going to do docs today. Uh, so it's kind of just going to be fictionized, fictional, because <laughs> Jemmy's already shaking his head, only because I feel like docs, although they are narrative led, I do feel like they're a different kind of beast uh, for hip hop for me. And I, I have like 20 and I want to kind of just, and I don't want to dilute them too much. And I think a strong episode after this might be top five hip hop docs, which could itself be like quite, quite a good chat. Uh, so again, feel free to push back. And the last caveat really is. So basically you made that rule. You made that rule just to stop yourself from naming five documentaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see you, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you see through this facade, man. I do. I'm glad of that. Uh, but, but, and, and you know what? The last one is, it's kind of a caveat to all of it is if, if none of that applies, make your case for why you think it's a hip hop soundtrack because, or hip hop film, because I'm always here for that. So I'm going to jump around. I've, I've got my five. So I'm going to go to, yeah, me first and see what you're gonna go with my man what have you got all right so am i giving my list and reasons or just my list do you know what i forgot about that if you want to talk about generally reasons beforehand absolutely go for it both of you and then we can go into the list if you want yeah all right cool so i've kind of got mine ranked so mm -hmm. number five i've got straight out of compton just hit that first beat hard are you cruising down the street all right Cruising down the street in my 6'4". Hey, that was dope, eh? You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube, Easy e and Dr. Dre. I gotta tell you, you are witnessing history. People are scared of you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear it. They want N.W.A.? Let's give them N.W.A. This is only the tip of the iceberg. Too. I think it's I think it's the best hip hop biopic so far. Um, I think it tells the story amazingly. It's shot amazingly. It mm -hmm. obviously captures one of the biggest rap groups we've ever seen um, in the culture that they basically had created themselves as far as gangster rap and, you know, the outrage that they were getting. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really well told. There's a lot of great narrative, obviously, because the story of N.W.A. is so vast and it is so there's a lot to chew chew on. Mm. So um, yeah, I just found myself watching it like a, 
bag of times when I first had my chance to, and just finding new things to love about it and finding new nuggets of knowledge of the story generally. So, um, yeah, definitely putting that up there. Um, straight out of Compton, number five. Love that. So number tw- four. So hold on, hold on. Let's Sorry. go one by one. Let's do them one by one okay. and get nicely into it. I think that, so 2015, right? It's just about that, isn't it? Yeah. And like straight out of Compton, yeah. So absolutely, I can see the hip-hop film vibe there. It's it, For me, it is my favourite biopic as well. I have a bit of, um, I don't know, with a troubled relationship with biopics a little bit. Actually, to be fair, Straight Outta Compton kind of leans into that my issues with them, which is this uh, more softer edge to them, which they kind of have to have. Uh, one, to be more appealing, and two, you're kind of uh, documenting uh, with the rights of the people probably involved at this time, uh, Straight Outta Compton having that as well. Um, and so naturally, you're not going to go to trouble territory too much. And I thought the Straight Outta Compton stuff was for what it did well was brilliant i felt like i was watching my uh, walk the line it felt like the generations come to now a level and the beauty of it was that i've been here seeing it happen and it's grown and grown and now this is kind of a great film for my 16 year old like nephew or niece who obviously know dre you know snoop from us guys um now they can watch it and get stuff from it that i can never really explain to them uh like you know it kind of really encapsulates the uh, dark undercurrent, I suppose, of NWA as well, but not as much as it should, I feel. Like, basically, what I'm alluding to is like Dre's history uh, with however he's been portrayed and obviously the cases against him with domestic abuse and stuff like that. And I was thinking, mm. hmm, I know you're not going to get that, but there's not even an even allusion, like, you're not even alluding to it a little bit or anything like that. And um, for the actors playing them, loved that. I thought the, is it F. Gary Gray in it? It is F. Gary Gray. So, yeah, I, I kind of do. Love that as a biopic, definitely. It's more my issue is with biopics, I feel, rather than the film itself. Again, what, what are you saying to Straight Out Compton? Uh yeah, that, I had to I I didn't see it. Um I'm I kind of share a similar mm, distrust, I'll say, in bio biopics. Mm. Uh although I do engage with like the Wu Tang drama, the Hulu, the Wulu show. Uh, but very like cautiously and with a super light heart just because this i know it's going to be like a marvel universe type Mm -hmm. rendition of a retelling and and things are going to be out of like my whole shit is like context and like precision to like the actual like history versus like a weird revising of the thing Mm. to present it and whether it be for whatever whatever like whether it be to like uh, commodify and, 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 and cause it, you know, act as a money grab, um, mm. or whatever it is, you know, mm. uh, I just, I, I look at, I saw the posters and immediately when I saw them wearing, wearing uptowns or air force ones, I was like, mm, I'm not fucking with this already. <laughs> like I've never seen a press. I was literally in this whole conversation. I was looking up two things. Mm. Uh, well, one thing to confirm, but two things. The second thing being, I was just going through Google images and looking at NWA press photos and being like, yo, has anyone ever worn an, a Nike Air Force One mid, all white, uh, white on white, um, in any of those press photos? And I've never seen. They have, yeah. they got, uh, they got flights. They got uh, what looked like, I don't know. I don't even know if they got, they might have white Cortezes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, you know, it's it's it got re they got some like um uh some other some just the, basically the footwear was off and I was like mm, yeah. <laughs> and and I can say so much about the Wu Tang show too, but that's not what this episode is about. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with a similar like um, lack of uh, precision storytelling, so to speak, yeah, um, inconsistencies in terms of how like the facts and the style and the, and the language was back then. Mm. Um, the other thing I was wondering about because I, I since I didn't see the movie and I don't remember the the commentary around this when the movie dropped, mm. does it glaze over the D barn situation or does it? Did it upset Dre because it uh, addressed the D bond situation? I don't even. Uh, I'm very, sorry, I'm yeah, big fuck, I'm 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 big fuck Dre energy, honestly, <laughs> because of, because he has like taken. Yeah. He's done. He said nothing. He like is like on just like the yo uh, fuck that. Like y'all shouldn't be talking about this anymore. I and like mm. has never like said anything, addressed it, and mm-hmm. I'm just like fam. Like this person is out here still getting tweets from you and Eminem Eminem fan club people. Mm. every day or every week or whatever um you know a, a friend of mine told me like she still like retweets every time with like a clapping emoji someone's like quotes the Eminem line about d barnes yeah and she's like struggling like apparently like she's like and not in a she's you know she like lost a lot of like her opportunities in in the so-called industry which is mm. not made for humans uh you know what i mean like, yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah, yeah. Of a, they don't, um, yeah, they don't really, they don't really mention album. it. Um, and That's I think crazy. Bonds very much, very much addressed the omission. I think originally it was in there, but then it was taken out. Oh, um, that started that. a whole, that started a whole thing. Um, right. So yeah, there's, there are glaring omissions from this film. Sure. But I think the wider point, when it, well, at least for me, when it comes to biopics, is especially if the people who were involved in the actual story and the actual things that went down are involved in the production of the film, mm. they're making it to be accessible. They're making it to be accessible to a wide audience, not just hip hop fans, I feel like. Mm. And I think with Straight Outta Compton, it is a very, well, not very, but it is a watered down version of what actually went down. Mm. But I suppose for someone like Dr. Dre, who's in the position that he's in, he's not going to present himself in a certain light. Mm. You know, Ice Cube might not want to necessarily present himself in a certain light. And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially when it comes straight out Compton as well, you've got so many different viewpoints and you've got so many different angles to kind of negotiate with. Mm. So there are certain things that are going to be taken out or mm. not even addressed or even touched on. Um, and I think that just works to the overall mission of getting the story out to as wide an audience as possible and making it seem as if, or it's making it seem as important as it is really, the story mm. itself. Yeah. So while I do hear you guys when it comes to actual like, accuracy, like mm. in an ideal world, I would love for them to be wearing the trainers of the time. I would yeah. love them for them carrying Walkmans from the time and stuff like that. But it is what it is in yeah. some regards. Especially when you, especially when you got like Hollywood, mm. there was a big yeah, Hollywood right. film. Especially when you got Hollywood to answer to as well. Mm. Yeah, they got they got to have their sponsors to appease and whatnot. Like yeah, you know, yeah. Iron Man. Iron Man is a is a is a is a is a suit of armor made up completely of like Verizon phones. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's this kind of weird balancing act we've had with Hollywood, right? And I completely see both sides. I do. I absolutely do. And I think I'm, uh, for me, it's always that kind of moment where it's the broader point of how it affects like the generation that I know uh, in immediate, it kind of like my family and my friends and how are them kids going to get to know the culture that we know and loved? And um, for all that other stuff, one, I think that I hope there are heads 
and also the obviously the internet they can just kind of whilst they're digging that i hope they come across this stuff it's it's a kind of bit wistful kind of maybe but in my head it's more like that energy i felt as a kid for this culture that kind of just fell into my lap i had no um like real stake in it and i grew this kind of love for it um through like just kind of maybe inaccessibility from where I was at my age in 1992, 1993. Uh, and now feeling when I see the no Vaseline scene and when I see the scene where they're uh, making, um, I cannot even remember the first track that Easy East rhymes on. That feeling I have when I see it on the screen, it does take me back. There's no stop. That's a, that's a, uh, that's something I cannot hold back. That is me feeling like now I'm 12, 13, 14 again and fully finding this thing for myself. And the no Vaseline scene made me do that. And then it also, whilst I'm watching it with my younger siblings or whatever, and they're feeling it. And I'm like, oh, so now you get it. Now you understand when when Q brought that, how big a thing it was for me and just for me at that time. But then as you grow in the culture, you realize, man, that is a seismic moment. And there's a lot of those moments in the film. And I'm glad that we talked about it because I don't think I've got anything on my list that's kind of like straight out of Compton. So um, there you go, straight out of Compton, bing, bang, bosh. What have we got here? Osmond's chipping in. Let's see what he's saying here. Um, uh, some interesting comments in the chat for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does the truth bending we see in biopics an issue for you guys? Uh, I think we discussed yes. that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it is for me as well. It is for me as well. Uh, I think it is for all of us, really, in, in a way. Yeah, I'm just of that mind too. It's, it's it's fine. Like I'm just over here on the on the spectrum. Yeah, and, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. We've got to grow as a culture as well. Like I want to mm -hmm. see biopics for all their faults. I do want to see them because I want to see hip hop get to that stage where with a you know, encompassing culture, like, and not be, it's not a competition, but just to see it is beautiful for me. Uh, so he says, straight out of Compton is really enjoyable film, but it does easy and ran a bit dirty. I could kind of see that argument. I got to say the argument. Yeah, uh, I, I, re I recently watched a Woo American Saga and liked it, although it was interesting. Meth and Dex say it's heavily embellished. Again, I can completely see that as well. Uh, it has also got me heavily back into the Woo, which is a plus. I think if, it's same as this, right? If I'm going back to listen to NWA's first two, three albums, you know, that's something I want to enjoy going back to do, you know? Uh, so Boys in the Hood, that's the they're one. They're doing yeah. their job. And they're doing their job. That's exactly they're it. That's it. Hey, what's up? This is Black Thought, and you are now rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. This is Stretch Armstrong. Ooh-wee! My name is Bobby Garcia, a.k.a. Cool Bob Love. You're now listening to Crate 808. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? This is Prince Paul, and you're rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, it's EV Evidence, Dilated Peoples. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast, my favorite shit. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York. And you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. Real hip hop. So, uh, gang, let's go to you then, my man. Uh, obviously, any takes on the term hip hop film? And if you have any takes on that or your criteria, or we could jump into your first first shout, man. Why don't I try it? Why don't I go into my first, which will then also address the terminology or whatever, Let's I guess. Do it. I, th I think my favorite of the group, even though we're not necessarily ranking them, uh, but one of my favorite films of all time is Fresh, oh. 1994. New York City. If I have me a million dollars, I'll give me a portion 959. Well, who cares? Because you ain't never going to have a million dollars anyway. In a world of deep loyalties. You get bigger, you're going to be the man. 
We're gonna put it on speed today. Where survival means saying nothing. That's right! What one boy saw... Go tell somebody you saw something! ...could have made him the next victim. This is the second homicide you've been mixed up with in as many weeks. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> now what he knows is changing the power of the streets. You just a little kid in way over his head. You want my king. You got to come get my king. I'm a dropper, man. I'm a go. Drop him. You always trying to scare me, but I ain't scared of you no more. Fresh. Critics call it powerful and riveting. Electrifying. And Siskel and Ebert Hale, two thumbs up. Samuel L. Jackson, Giancarlo Esposito, Nabouche Wright, and introducing Sean Nelson. You ready for the real thing? You ready to come get it? You ready to be the king? Directed by, I believe it's the, nice the directorial day. debut of Boaz Yakin. Yes, yeah, this, like, yo, all right. This, this movie does not have any rapper in it. It has, it has a, it has an incredible cast, you know. I right, so, it, you know, Sean Nelson is is fresh. He was like thirteen, I think. He's supposed to be yeah, thirteen wow. in this movie. Uh, but it's got, you know, Samuel Jackson, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Samuel Jackson is his pops. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo is or Giancarlo rather is um like the drug kingpin mm-hmm. who basically is his boss. It's a a phoenix from the ashes kind of like story arc you know what i mean it's like what rapper if, if we know the story it's like he's a young kid trapped in a inner city environment you know uh where the resources are slim um his family is separated older sister is sort of like his caretaker it seems uh, but he also has this like there's a relationship that kind of goes both ways with them and and he wants to be sort of her protector, but you know, he's like 13. So he's like, all right, well, figures out that he's gonna, between school and all that, you know, start hustling, get in the street shit. And also when I say his family's separated, I want to also be clear about the the language there. And I like, I definitely hesitate about using this whole like broken household and I'm air quoting that mm. um, terminology or like ideology that that oftentimes gets put on to specifically black and brown families, you know, especially in the Americas. Like, I I think it's just a very reckless surface level misunderstanding of the actual situation and blames, which more blames the survivors than the overarching system that's been in play for countless so-called generations Mm. of said family. I don't rock with this whole like, oh, broken household, da da da. you know, pops wasn't there, but like, the situation is presented is like his pops is uh is like an ill chess player but also perhaps fucks with the bottle a little too crazy mm. uh but he sees his pops and, and gets game from his pops he he you know gets game from like all the people who are like kind of like so-called like elder figures around him and um you know gets in the drug game and, and wants to get his family out the hood basically really get his get he and his sister out the hood um and you know how many how many rappers like that's the most quintessential that's one of the most quintessentially retold stories in rap music past the you know throw your hands in the air right Mm. you know what i'm saying like um how many rappers have lived or lived around um this sort of life experience uh and also how many rappers aspire um to tell the story of comeuppance um or like the cautionary side of this tale yeah i mean so uh there's that and that's why like 
I, you know, the hip hop movie thing is math is, is a funny thing for me. Cause I'm just like, I'm not a fan of the term genre or the idea of genre or whatever, like, mm-hmm. so to speak, like, all right, like this has got to be this one thing, boom, boom, boom. And it turns into a costume almost. Yeah. Like a movie. All right. We're going to get Snoop Dogg in here. Cool. We're going to get rappers in here. Cool. It, 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 it turns into this thing where it's like, you start Googling shit and you start seeing hood movie. Yeah. Quote unquote. Mm. And it's just like, Oh, this is your terminology for like black folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it like very much boxes shit in, you know what I'm saying? And like, so I'm just like, mm, yeah, there's, there's a little bit more flexi- flexibility and variance in all this shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, uh, fresh is like literally the most from like the principal standpoint, like the most hip hop shit, especially that it takes place in New York in the nineties in the early nineties. Yeah. And interestingly enough too, like the dress code, like when I was watching it in, in junior high school or high school, high school at that point, mm-hmm. when I was watching that high school at that point. I was just like, we were wearing baggy clothes and all that shit by that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to get, get in this fresh that, uh, you know, the genius, um, I got your back video was the lead single yeah. Yeah. of that soundtrack. Right. And that was before liquid swords dropped. So it was like, Oh shit, like a new Wu Tang song. Oh my yeah. God. And then it's clips from the movie and the video. It's it's beautiful. Um, and like also like kind of harrowing. Sean Nelson's character, Fresh, is like wearing like Adidas Sambas and like doesn't have like baggy clothes on. And we're just like looking at, I'm just kind of looking at it like, hmm. And the soundtrack in the movie is like a lot of like twangy guitar, like ambience and shit. It's not, there's no hip hop soundtrack in the movie, which I thought was like, kind of an ill choice because when you buy the cd it's got three wu-tang cuts on there mm. uh i got you back heaven or hell Ray, rain ghost yeah and that was before the purple tapes 94 and um which also was a single prior to all that glaciers of ice and all that mm. and the third single was can it be so simple remix and it's a different version than the one on the purple tape. It has a, oh. uh, the one on the purple tape has a melodic element that RZA added later on. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear a different version, go to the fresh soundtrack. And then the rest of the, the rest of the score is, is like cold crush brothers and furious five and shit. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's all like hip hop, like, like, you know, lineage, like, like early, like, like origin story, um, you know, routine type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's uh and you know there's that song uh f r e s h fresh 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 that's fresh like that's all on there so it's uh it's an interesting sort of like interplay mm. without being too on the nose with it that's what i love about it so much um, and it's just it's a fucking beautiful you know crushing movie yeah I think I remember that. So it's about 94, I think that came out. And over here, I think it was about 96 or so videotape. We had a videotape. Mm. Well, we used to rent videos out in our shop. So I'd always just raid that as a kid. And uh, that's how I got into Jackie Chan at like eight years old. I was like watching Meals on Wheels, like in the back, you know, just like, ah. you know what I mean? Like Armor of God and stuff like that, police story. Uh, yeah, trust me, I want to do a Jackie Chan pod at some point and just trying to get there. Uh, but then this is, and yeah, Fresh was one of them. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I knew about the Woo stuff on the soundtrack as well, but yeah, beautiful little film. Uh, yeah, have you seen Fresh? Never heard of it. You ah, will. Interesting. I'm definitely watching it now. Yeah. Yeah, do. Yeah. It's, I don't know what Bo, Bo, or Boaz Yakin has done uh, since, but it definitely worth a watch, man. Yo, what up, y'all? This is DJ Premier, and you're checking out the Crate 808 
Podcast. Hey, yo, 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 this is your boy Farrell March, and right now you are rocking live with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, what's up? This is Del, the funky homo sapien, down with hieroglyphics, the funk pimp. Come on here for some good shit. Yes, yes, you're rocking with the best. This is the one and only Just Blaze. Right now, you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. This is Open Mike Equal, and you are currently rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, peace and love to this homeboy Sandman, and you're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. It's the place to be. So good for you. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor Nelson, your R&B ambassador, talking all things R&B and hip-hop on the Crate 808 podcast. Hey, yo, yo, check it out. This is the rapper Big Pooh, and I need you, 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 and you to make sure you check out this week's episode of the Crate 808 podcast. Tell everybody the rapper says so. So what we've done, we've done fresh, we've done straight out of Compton. This is a good start. So that's 2015, Yeah, we're spanning some generations here yeah, with, with our shouts. Uh, and what am I going to go for then? Let's see what I can... Okay, yeah. I mean, mine are really obvious, to be fair. Uh, this may be on someone's five. I'm interested to see if it is, but it'd be ridiculous if I didn't do House Party. 1990. If my pops finds out I got in trouble in school today, I'm definitely going to be on punishment. Uh, there's a party tonight at Peter's house. Can I go? You're not going nowhere. Every little step you take will be around this bedroom tonight. Did you hear anything about a party tonight? Uh-uh. At least not any good ones. Hello, Tawatha. Do I feel like being bothered with Tawatha? Hello, LaDonna. Woman, woman. Woman. Yo, baby. Looking real good. Step off. Scandalous. Kick it, Pop. What you got to say now, punk? How much more trouble can I get into? Hey, Eraserhead. Look, I'm in prison. Just do me a favor. Don't pick up the soap. Wait till I find him. I'm gonna kill him. Yo, y'all look who fell into the gig. Hey, this ain't Soul Train. The two finest women in here. Now, how could a man choose? He better choose right. Okay, so where we're on our way to? The house party. What? The house party. Jay ain't going to that damn party. That's all to it. I don't give a damn what you say. You're gonna make me a social misfit. So Reginald Hudlin, who did the who did Boomerang, another one of my favourites. Uh, I think he produced like Django Unchained as well. So and, and it's kid and play. It's kid and play. Totally totally transcended the genre this is literally my point of view by the way so looking at it from uh, what it, the effect had in america it seemed to be very much a commercial hit but over here yeah it was like just completely transcended everything in my life quite like friday it's one of them few films that hip-hop culture isn't like almost this it is the centerpiece but it's so in the dna of it that um the film's not really about hip-hop at all hip-hop is it's uniform hip-hop it's it's language hip-hop is it's culture and it's kind of dna as i said it's actually just the coming of a teen film man and i love teen films and i love teen comedies especially if they're done right and i think it's easily the best hip-hop team team movie in my eyes uh, even though there have been quite a lot and i know juice is huge i have rewatched juice so many times in my life and just full disclosure right that it's not in my five it's not in my five and i'll tell you the reasons why it's not in my five later but mm-hmm. big pakistan uh bishop incredibly uh complicated character which i loved going into uh but this film it's just so much more universal 
It's just so much more universal. And, you know, Juice is great for what it does. It portrays this world I'm not in. What House Party does is, shit, man, we got to get to this house party. Like that, that, that feeling of being a kid, knowing you've got to get to that house party and that there are neighbours next door who will call people up and, and say, public enema? What is that, public enema? Like that is still an all-time... Like I laugh about that to this day in my head. When I hear public enemy, I hear John Witherspoon, public enema, what is that? Public, that, that always gets me there. And I think if you're transcending anything, teen lives, we're so open... Oh, well, I'm sure some teens aren't, but I think as a teenager, you are looking just anything you're soaking stuff up black teen lives in the mainstream accompanied by banging soundtrack all the elements of hip-hop there like i said earlier dancing dj rhyming uh, and the idea of which i love because uh, i don't know if it was really a thing before i watched uh house party the idea of battling the idea of competition, the idea of snapping on people uh, and, and big up Robin Harris, the way he snaps on people is, is unbelievable. <laughs> and, and that culture itself of snapping uh, that I didn't know much about. And dance battles. Dance battles being put on a screen like that Fuck Save the Last Dance. Fuck this. I don't know what. You know, you know this thing that came out? This kind of, my my, my uh, wife is younger than me, but her and her sister and her cousins, they love all these Save the Last, all these kind of like dance-off films, you know, Channing Tatum early days, all that. And I'm sitting there Stomp like, the yard. this is like watching. Say, say that again. Stomp the Yard. Stomp the yard. Oh, and bring it on as well. And bring uh, it yeah. on. Now, which one was the one with, which one was the one with uh, Jessica Alba? Oh, Oh, honey. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I mean. And I'm not being like, and I do understand there's an audience for it and stuff like that. But when you're talking about dance battles, I'm talking about one of the greatest. I, I grew up seeing the greatest dance battle on screen. And so when I'm now seeing these other things, it's a diluted version. And things that make it so endearing to this day. Like I, I watched it again last year. Like I do watch it. Every other year or every three years, my wife and I just put house party on. Why not? And there's like the last time I watched it, the George Clinton cameo got me so. And I was ah, oh, mm. George. Like I love the fact that they've done that nod. They didn't need to, but they did the nod, you know. And they got mm. him in, and that kind of ode to where it's from. Um, and I think actually that that moment of like FOMO angst. You know, that kind of foam, like that universal, like I don't want to miss out on the, I still get it now where I know my mates are having a party or something and I'm like, oh, it's really good. You know, I should really go there. And back, back then I'll disobey my dad, you know, and just climb out the window and all that. But uh, I now I'm like, I am the dad and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it's so weird. So yeah. And big up, uh, man, big up Martin Lawrence as well. Like he became big in our lives, I think more after house party and the whole dragon breath, yeah. you know, that whole thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, before Big I jump into any more, but what, what do you guys think on House Party? Uh, any takes? Big up Tisha Campbell. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. You know I mean, speaking of Martin Lawrence, I mean, not even that she got to be centered around Martin Lawrence, but, you know, being that she was also on, you know what I mean? They they had a show together. Like, they literally, like, <sighs> sprung up off. I, I think, what, Martin was after this, right? Yeah, I think, I think they met. Yeah. No, I think this might yeah. have been the first thing they did. Yeah, I think, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and also just that dance scene. I mean, the, the fucking, the, the leg hook joint, like <laughs> leg hook, man. that's LeBron's still doing that in ads. LeBron's doing yeah, that in ads. That's still, that's still called, that's called the kid in play. Like, uh, in the, was it the get him? Mm, 
Get 'em Girls video, Cameron, right. Cam, and I think Freaky yeah. Zeke are on the uh, the Maury show. Yeah, because they're like going to the Maury show, going to the Maury flow from the Maury show. Da, da, da. Um, and they do the whole like, oh, it's not your kid, and then they start dancing. Mm. Like the kid is not the child is not yours, yours or whatever. <laughs> and they start doing the dance and they do the kid and play and they do the little hook with the fucking. They got the Tims on. They got the um the Amazing. I don't know. They got the beef and broccoli, the, the mac and cheeses and all that, like the field boots. Yeah. And it's just like, of course, and of course, like Cam is going to reference that because he's of the age that anyone who came up, like anyone who came up in New York around that time you know, like saw a house party and like knew that scene, especially because kids in school were doing that shit. You know what mm. I mean? Kids at summer camp were doing that. So it's just like, you know, that's just like kids getting sturdy now or whatever. Like the, you know, dancing is, has always been a present bit to the, to the culture. Like, you mm. know, we don't all gotta be like in Adidas track suits and, 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 you know, spinning on our face or whatever. Like, it's not, it's not just about breaking. Like it's, yeah. Dancing is such a movement is such a, uh, uh, a vital part to the greater like communal aspect of this culture because how you you know what you do in a room full of people when music is on it's like that's yeah that's how you got down that's how you also got noticed that's how you know what i mean that's how you spoke without speaking mm-hmm. when the music was too loud to speak right yeah yeah i love that Thanks. what are you saying yeah, yeah i mean house party was also in my top five as well um, for all the reasons that you you guys have said i think it perfectly it merges everything, right? It merges the slang, it merges the swag, it merges the kind of the b-boy culture, the dancing, the the general party culture that you know hip hop originated from as well. Um, I think it's just done so tastefully. Um, to your point, Cam, it, it's done so tastefully to the point where it is a hip hop film, but at the same time, it's more of a coming of age film in a hip hop kind of climate. Mm. So I think generally it's just such a good film as far as like story-wise it broke so many people shout out aj johnson as well <laughs> yeah which uh, one there's two because the, the the girl's called aj johnson and there's aj johnson mm, in it and you're mm. like oh there's two aj johnsons so odd uh but yeah no i don't yeah drip drip follow the drip teacher campbell's best friend yes um <laughs> yeah that one yeah. um yeah man it's just a great film. I think I watched it uh, like maybe a couple of years ago as well. And yeah, man, um, still got the same emotions as when I first watched it when I was like, what, maybe like 13, 14. Wow. Um, and yeah, man, it's dope. Shout out to Full Force as well. They did their thing. Very <laughs> they're they're not 16, bro. Like, let's be honest. Oh, they're, they're hench. <laughs> they're, yeah. royal, they're just massive. And yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 16 in Nigerian age. <laughs> uh, yeah. just, I can say that because I'm Nigerian. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's 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 mad. But listen, they did it well. I mean, when when my man was shooting at, shooting at everybody as well, yeah. when he was doing his thing, I mean, you know, um, yeah. and George Clinton, as you, as you said, like, the the rap in the prison like there's just too much going on bro that rap in the I mean, prison I thought it was going to age really badly but you know every year I kind of still like it and I'm like even, it's a banger man yeah yeah lips don't fail banger. me now and you're like oof mate don't, don't be saying that in the jail cell and I was like why are you saying that man but uh, <laughs> but also it's uh, the other thing is it's uh, what always made me laugh is the fact that um, to full force are fully just endorsing this rape thing now. Like, it's like, hold on a minute. Are we just, we're going from bullying to that? Like, this is a big step, lads. Like, come on, there's a big step here. And it, I don't know, but, but again, you know, you watch something so many times and little things like that start getting, you like, oh, hold on a minute. How is that? But yeah, either they're way, all really okay. hard up, clearly. 
Yeah, <laughs> but do you know what as well though you know what always gets me as well is that intro that intro where the house party is like and i remember our first house party at university we got away from the fam we had our own digs no one to tell us what to do our own djs coming literally lines out the door like Five, six police cars in a riot van. I'm not even joking. That was my first house, but I was like, Jesus Christ, what's happened? Leighton Stone, oh. it was lit. Kings Road, big up people. And that was like, this This was crazy. And I remember at the beginning of that house party, it was a day, night before, and we were all like, you know, a little bit nervous. You're like, ah, it'll be all right. There'll be a few people turn up. It was like, look, if we do anything like the intro to house party, where the roof flows off, we've done well, man. Like, let's get there. Let's try to get there where the roof fucking flies off. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's just on those moments where you're like, shall I remember? And I, and I don't go to house parties anymore. And if I do go to house parties, it's not parties. They're house gatherings. They're house like, do you know what I mean? I've got a kid and everyone's got kids now. So the kid's upstairs sleeping and you're like, fuck's sake, man, this ain't a house party. You know what I mean? Like we're just yeah. chilling. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, no, absolutely. Um, let's go into- Are you looking the, forward to the, uh, to the reboot? Do you know what? I, I was trying that. to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw it on Twitter by accident. And, yeah. Um, I got sad. Yeah. Who's going to be there? Did they announce? Because I, I know it was a 2023 date. And I, I just saw it on Google as I was like looking up the soundtrack for this. But uh, they basically just reworked the story. Like the party is still the central point, but the reasons why they're having a party have changed. Interesting. Uh, they end up in LeBron James's house and he's, he's a hologram and they decide that because he's away, they want to throw a party because they're in dire straits. And right. yeah, I mean, okay. I'm not sure. Right. Wow. Okay. So if it goes into Project James X, is a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of lost me a hologram. I'm not going to lie. Paul. Twitter beef. It's all over Twitter beef. Someone said DM slide, slide. <laughs> it's, it's all over Twitter beef. Imagine. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's that Fresh Prince that came out and, you know, there's, there's been all these reworkings and stuff and uh, big up the Doom references in the Fresh Prince. I enjoyed those. Those were great. I haven't really got into oh, wow. it too much, but there was a few Doom references that I really enjoyed. So whoever's doing the, the set design, big yourself up, man. Uh, so cool. let's go into the uh, chat before we move into the next one. Yemi, your next one. Uh, what we got here, uh, Jack P, Fresh is really great. The basketball scene has stuck with me for years. Big yourself Tell me about up, it. Jack P. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and I'd be down for a Hong Kong movie pod, says Steve Piper. I'm here for Call it, bro. Me. Uh, Call me. Yeah, yeah, Shaw Brothers Unite. Let's do this. Uh, uh, so let's do the next one. Oh, hold on. And I was going to reference this, uh, Iqbal. I was going to reference Space Jam. After seeing LeBron in Space Jam, I think I prefer him as a hologram. Uh, it's a great shout. That is a great shout for us with there. Uh, and yeah, fair play. Fair play. Uh, so, yeah, me, my man. Uh, what did you do before? Straight out of Compton. Uh, what, what you got up next? What you got? So straight out of Compton, I got House Party as well. My next one is one that features my favorite rapper of all time. Um, it's directed by the greatest hip hop director of all time. Um, as far as as far as video music videos are concerned, I'm going here. oh, I, I know, know where you're going. going. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where I'm going. It's got I'm, a very, very dope soundtrack. Let him box everybody. Yeah, it's got it's got everybody from Jay Z to mm. you know. D'Angelo is just a very dope mix of people. Uh, Belly. Let's do yeah. it. It's mad money out here, dog. Mad money out here. You trying to get it? Oh, no. You going to bust your gun to get it? Whatever, yo. <laughs> I hear you talking. 
tell me that there's love here, but to me it's plate. That with all the blood here, dealing with shape. Plus with all the hate, it's hard to keep peace. Uh-huh. I don't think you'll find a film that is shot as beautifully as as Belly. Mm-hmm. Like I think of the scene, the pan scene of of Nas just like sitting with the with, with the picture above him. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of you know the the glow in the dark club. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of those types of things. I'm thinking of all the scenes in Jamaica when they go off to Jamaica as well. Yes. Um, I think Nas and DMX, like, I think that was like their first roles, that like, proper like acting roles. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they did, they did, they made a good show of themselves. Um, yeah, I think generally, like, it kind of follows that same kind of like, well, this is the kind of mud that a lot of rappers came from as far as like where, what they were doing in the film and, you know, where they ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that captures it kind of to a T. Um, I just think it's a really good film. Um, it's just one of those things you could just put on, you can immediately transport yourself to a time when it was like, what it was like 98. And, you know, the the culture was already kind of like in a shift post, like Biggie and Tupac. This is where it was kind of going. Mm. Um, the kind of more glitz, the kind of more glamour sort of thing. And I think Belly does that well. And I think it gets the gritty stuff um, down really well as well. So Definitely. yeah, it's a really good, it's a really dope mix uh, of pretty much everything. So, yeah, man, go give it to uh, to Belly. Yeah, I'm so glad you said Belly. Uh, it's on my honorable mentions. It's not in my five. Uh, just full f- disclosure, we have done like a full on live watch along of Belly in the canon oh, somewhere. Wow. Uh, so wow. we we wanted to talk about it anyway. So I'm glad that you've brought it, uh, gang. What what have you what have you what takes you got on Belly before I jump in on mine? Ooh, uh, I, I mean, I agree. It's a beautiful, uh, I, I'll say this. It's a beautifully, it's a stunning fucking visual presentation. Mm. Uh, I'm, I could do without Nas acting ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a, you know, I, it's the perfect movie to watch on mute after the glow in the dark scene. And after the sister, Na- like, yeah. not, you know, the sister Nancy scene, and the 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 soul to soul scene, you need those. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's probably other elements I'm forgetting, but like you know, I think a lot of the story can can be edited out. And just like if I could just get like a visual montage, and I'm sure it exists on YouTube, but a visual yeah. montage of just like the brilliant moments, like yo, the one of my favorite moments is two of my favorite moments: the ox assassination scene when they run up in the mansion. Bruv, Unbe- iconic now, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, sampled, it's been sampled a lot as well in like grime songs. 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hear it a lot. Right, right. Yeah. Chiquita think, the Assassin, yeah, was... man. Chiquita the Assassin. She's one of the best things Bro, ever. Oh, she yeah. She's fucking dope. I thought yeah. me bad. When, when I saw it, I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, one. yeah. that was hard. Yeah. That was dumb hard. And then um, the Method Man bar shootout where he, where he, um, yes. He sets up the funny, uh, funny looking dude from, from, um, and, yeah, and then so they kind of do that like first person uh yeah. Call of Duty. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Doom kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doom, right, right. Doom, Wolfenstein, all that. Yeah. Um, and then he gets shot out the once he gets out the club, like he gets he gets the 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 the, the pump to the to the stomach or mm. whatever. He gets like shot outside of the bar and rolls out to the street, and then all the street lights hit him and, mm. and you see that he's wearing like two tones of two different I'm a big camo person, so he's got like the two mismatched top and bottom camo suit going on, like yeah. the loud colors. I think it's got like yellow and 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 maybe 
red or I forget what the other color is. Maybe I got the whole shit wrong, but mm. either way, it's mismatched camo and like he's like stumbling into the street and shit. I, th- I think it's just like a very beautiful use of like shade and color and pattern. Just like, mm. it's like, oh, like we're, you know, like hype and whoever else is around him helping, you know, if, if there is that, you know, there, there's a lot of like intention in this film exhibited as far as just like the visual, you know, obviously, you know what I'm saying? It certainly wasn't in the writing, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but and also, it has its strengths. No, no, no. Yeah. It has its strengths for sure. There's, there's moments for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, choreographically, this shit is, this shit plays out like mm. brilliantly. Like you have that on as a background while you like are making a beat or like, I don't know, whatever, doing yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, and the soundtrack is crazy. Like, we, you know, this, this, Come this on, is what? Like, so this is 1998, eight, right? Eight, 98. So this is when hip hop is full on blown global takeover. And this right. is when hip hop doesn't have to change too much to become that. So when you've got the video of Meth and DMX and Ja Rule and uh, I can't remember the Jada right. wasn't, I can't remember who the other person was now. But when um, you, oh, who the hell was the other the person? The grand finale? DMX, Nas, Method Man, and Ja Rule. Jarl, right. Oh, Nas, that's it, yeah. So, obviously, of course, of course, Nas. Uh, so, yeah, no, that, uh, they're still delivering what they would deliver to hardcore fans and the global masses and not have to change it up. Do you know what I mean? And I remember that being a massive thing for me and thinking, oh, wow, this is like our bright, shiny, new, newer hip-hop on the big screen, splashed down there, and the guy is just, it's pretty much throwing everything into it. Big up to Hype Williams quickly because he was a moment, he was a movement and he has had a legacy. And I remember even uh, reading about that he turned down like Booty Call, like the songs like, uh, is it Money Talks? Money Talks. Because he specifically said that will not further our culture. So I know even though he's bright and shiny and, and everywhere in the masses, he does have that heart to it, his work kind of thing. And yeah. um and then you could probably look at it and do what Magic Johnson did, which was like, I'm not going to play any of my chain of my cinemas. It's like, you know, fucking negative and all this shit. You can see it that way as well, I suppose. But, you know, that that's not the way I looked at it. I'm looking at this as an auteur who's gr- just literally bursting onto the scene at this point. He's putting fucking gummo on DMX's TV. And I'm like, fuck that me, was crazy, gummo, right? bro. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was a big Harmony fan back then. And I'd watched kids as well. And I'd seen all this, like that other underground, dark underbelly, like of America kind of uh, uh, film. And it was very like, I know obviously it's indie stuff has blown up at this point as well. So Tarantino, all that stuff, you know, link later, they've become massive. But I remember at this point thinking, oh shit, man, this is where my worlds are colliding a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I just think if we're going into the acting, fair enough, I, I, fair, fair play to you. But for everything you say about Nas not being that great, DMX is fucking perfect in this film. And like, T-Boz. And T-Boz. And T-Boz yeah. as well. Absolutely. But how... The rappers actually personify the characters they play in hip hop. To be fair, I don't think DMX is a character, really, because it is just DMX. So it's nihilism right. versus optimism, and both do learn from their errors in this film, which I thought was brilliant. But that sincerity of like Nas's character, who is called Sincere, I suppose, uh, is is like still kind of pertinent. And I didn't mean that pun, but it is there. Uh, but like that escapism, you know, from the inner, inner like uh, cities uh, and you still see that's evident Kendrick Cole all that stuff you know you still see that kind of idea evident of that sincere optimism of getting out but then you also still see the nihilism of DMX and uh, how that is still in stuff in in music today as well and uh, 
yeah, even like, like, I, I don't know if it's just hip hop at that time, but like DMX is definitely with a minor and you're like, holy shit. They just like putting this out there. Like maybe back then it didn't hit as hard, but when rewatching it now, like that girl is a minor and he's just fucking mm. about and you're like, what is DMX is like, but I don't know. It's kind of uncomfortable, but it's also like, that is kind of the world they're portraying kind of thing. Um, I mean, look at the soundtrack. Who's first on the soundtrack? Who is nah, first? I, you- <laughs> Kells. Oh, is it? Not to make this a weird conspiracy thing. I I really don't think this is something weird. It's just the coincidence. Blood ceremony shit. Yeah. Yeah. But but there you go. So it's a troubled time maybe as well. But um, my last point on it before we we moved on, or if you guys had anything else to say, was, you know what I really enjoyed about this film was when you were looking at like uh, the pure excess of things, but Mm. in between it, like how you get, scenes that are kind of still kind of still quite universal and the portrayal of how lethal this life is of that peer pressure of hanging around with intimidating people like them two guys who are trying to start off dmx is under the wing and then that other guy is in the room as well and the way they he fucking rounds on him and smashes him up in front of these kids and uh i was like fuck man in this world that they're portraying you're constantly on like edge you can't you don't know when the next thing is coming. I think Belly really hit home how he puts that into the structure of it where you're like, holy shit, man. Like and, and the whole escapism, let's go to Africa. Where I was like, it's the full constant knots. Like what like there's a there's no it's it feels very simplified. You said that maybe it's the writing or whatever, but I was always a bit more like it's interesting when you grow older and you read about Malcolm and and um, all these other black rights leaders and and their visions of Africa. And in hip hop it's just like let's just go to Africa. And it's like, no, but where? Like Africa's a continent of a myriad of different people. And like, will they even accept you? Just because you're black doesn't mean you will be accepted when you go back. There are other things in play. And I remember that hitting me as a kid and I'm not black, but to hear that from my end where I'm Asian, if I went back to India, no, let's go back to India. And they ain't going to know. That's a whole different world, bro. I'm not going to be accepted there. Do you know what I mean? And the way Nas kind of simplifies that, his character simplifies that, always hit me as well. But um, Mm. yeah, I I don't know if anyone has any takes on those before we, if there's any of this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you want to go? No, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you said it to a T, Cam. Yeah, no, I really, I I like that point about how escapism seems possible when you're in when you're always in a situation of like like you know you're, in, you're constantly in a in a dire you know uh yeah you're constantly in a dire situation like i have friends who who live this movie and and mm. you know like, like close friends of mine have lived like literally lived this movie to like x's character or whatever you know maybe not the minor thing but you know what i'm saying but mm. like everything else and and like just being like yo why are you you know what I mean? Like, damn, is it like that? Like, it's gotta be like that for you all the time. Like, you know, where it's like now they're like in their thirties and they're still kind of like, not now, but now they're in their forties or whatever. But you know, like where they, we were like getting to our late twenties and just like looking at, it, yo, you don't, you don't really have to live your life like that no more. G like you, mm. you've come this far already. Like, you know what this shit leads to, you know, you've gone through a lot of the pitfalls. So like, you know, having to like, there's this like constant um, sort of like this magnetism to like adding stress in, in the most simplest of terms. Mm. Stress is the most 
undervaluing kind of way to put it, but like, you know, like you're adding stress to like, you know, you, you always have to be looking over your back and like when you're not, it feels fucking weird. Like it mm. feels like something's off. Right. So it's just like, then like the idea of like, I, right, some utopia ex- has to exist somewhere else. Yeah. Now it comes into play. And that's like, that's, that's interesting. I, I like never really thought of it like that. And I'm, I'm often, t- you know, yeah. I mean, my own ideas of like what u- utopia is or what utopia can't exist is like mm. pretty null and void or whatever um based on like the realities that i see but like regardless um i do want to ask two questions uh to to y'all and Mm. yemi specifically for this one who's your favorite all time Mm. no okay got you got you but not your favorite actor all time I, I, I plead the fifth on that one now. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, you know. Yeah, I'm joking. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not, at all. Not, even, not even my favorite. Not, not even my favorite hip hop film actor. So yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Um, can we talk about the soundtrack and more so just really quickly, just like this? I just want to highlight the second half of the soundtrack. That's stopping kind of- before the last song like before the last the, the braveheart song we could stop mm-hmm. but yo like from i would say from track 10 crew love also like all these mm, most of these songs were not on any albums these were all like, most of these songs were soundtrack only yes uh, most, most. um yeah. sometimes ended up on um nori's second album um windpipe Fuck yeah, but man. windpipe windpipe when that was when we were thirsty for more ghost face mm-hmm. um you know that was like post iron man post wu-tang forever so we heard him in like this like this mm. maximal super super saiyan ghost face form uh rizza was still making good beats and you know what I mean? on like there. insane beats. yeah old dirty's on there going crazy Come pre-game on. with sauce money and jay mm-hmm. tommy's, yo tommy's theme mm-hmm. Made one men. of those like iconic back and forth from from uh the locks or styles and kiss mm. um you know half a mil rest in power that mm-hmm. song was like a, a big like mixtape like that instrumental plays and people like somehow know it. it's kind of like the tribe by 12 um flat east flatbush joint where it's just like yeah put you put it on and people are like oh somehow i've heard this yeah yeah you yeah. might know not they might not know the original song they might not know who half a mil is Mm. But yeah, and he bodies that shit. Half of those was super dope. Um, you know, this is um, a great shot. I've not I've not heard this soundtrack in so long. I need to go. Oh back. my god, you crew got- love like Beanie's yeah. verse on that shit. Oh my god, <laughs> that that showed us the power. Like that showed us the power more than. Um, I think this the came truth? out. It came it came out before the truth, I believe. Oh, okay. It was like adrenaline, or the roots adrenaline. It did come it? up for the truth. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the roots adrenaline off of um things fall apart. That's ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I guess crew love was 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 what a lot of us were how a lot of us were first um you know exposed to beans who weren't in Philly or who weren't on the mixtape shit when you know mm. just fucking with like Philly's most wanted or major uh I guess he was fucking with major figures for one second or maybe not maybe they always had beef yeah anyway point being fucking incredible yeah. god damn it devil's yeah. pie bro. 
come on. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Come, no, come, on, come on, mate. Grand finale. Maya, I mean, my, talk about it, but yeah. 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 Maya and Raekwon and Nori's. I know. Weird. What? I don't but, remember that song, you know, the Maya Raekwon. There's a Sparkle Ray song Ray, on I can't remember either. What about? Ray goes crazy on that. Ray goes Ray crazy, goes crazy all the time, bro. Like, we need to all That's, learn this now. Like, he's the most consistent. I've put this out there before, but he, uh, for me, he's the most consistent rapper. Like, I can't think smashing, of one. Smashing, smashing, whatever, like, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what people say, nah. but uh, for me, yeah, unbelievable. Nah, nah, facts. Um, I'm with you. Okay, right then. Let's let's jump in, jump into the next one. What we got here, uh, Osman? We need the belly pod released. I will I will do it for you boys. I will. Uh, I like to think that uh, Walter. Uh, Wallethead, yeah, Wallethead and Big Oogie played extras in Belly. Yeah, Wallethead, of course. Good shout. Uh, I was going to say I don't remember that one. Also, have to, uh, also have never heard of Belly. We'll have to look this up, says Aaron. Big up, man. Go check that, man. It is a Whoa. cultural cultural yeah, uh, milestone, I would say. Uh, uh, imagine imagine if he ever had said Jar Rule for the best actor. I, I hope not. I don't think so. Or uh, greatest, even. That would have been, yeah, too much, too much. I think we'd have to have a few oh, that's, that's, no, that's, that's, that's uh, Moe's department. Uh, Moe, he does rhymes like that with me and he loves Jar Rule. Oh, <laughs> is it? If, if I show you, if I release the tapes and show you the amount of times he's actually just burst into a Jar Rule song before we start recording. Wow. <laughs> Wow, it's got a very Vetti Vici uh, tattoo. Oh my I'd love god, to see yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing! Oh uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, big up Mo there, big up Mo. Uh, so, gang man, let's let's do this then. What, what, what else you got, man? What, what's your next All one? Right. Okay, my next one, my next one. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Um, let's go to. Huh. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump to uh actually what a year earlier than fresh I believe 1993. Mm-hmm. Who's the man? Oh, by Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, uh the 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 Long Island Dr. Dre. They were a couple of nobodies. What's up, Cherie? What the hell are you doing telling people I'm sleeping with you? Mm. Who couldn't cut it anywhere? Is anything ever gonna happen to us? Someday, my brother. The police force is hiring brothers. Uh-uh, Nick, uh-uh. Ain't trying to be the man. Dre, you trying to be the man? I am not trying to be the man. Give me one reason. Rodney King! But Harlem needs heroes. I want us to sign to the case so we can catch the guy ourselves. No matter who they are. That's up to our staff. Being a police officer is about one thing. Who knows what that is? Harassing black people. <laughs> Who's the man? Who's the man? Yeah, it's it's a uh, I guess a comedy. It's like kind of like a cop film or something. But oh, like it's a, it's a buddy buddy cop film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it stars it stars I think especially oh the is. most up to that point. Mm. The most rap- rapper cameos, like more than Juice, and Juice was '92. So Juice, like it was, for further capitalizing on the idea that, like, yes, all these rap, all of our friends could be actors too. They can't. They don't just have to be rappers. They can get that little, um, what's that? Uh, what's the what's the movie um, organization? Uh, damn, the actors' union uh, shit. They get a little check. The, the, yeah, yeah, the guild. The guild, Streamwise yeah. Guild, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they can get a little, like, uh, credit. Um, I mean, shit, the, the, the cast is Dr. Dre, Ed Lover, mm. uh, Salt is in it, Bernie Mac is in it, uh, but, you know, Guru, Ice-T. This cast is stacked. Yeah, Guru, Ice-T, 
motherfucking uh, Be Real, Apache, Bill Bellamy. Um, Down the funky Homo sapiens in this. Yeah, Chi Ali, CL Smooth, Danny Boy, D Nice, DJ Lethal, Drez, Eric B, Everlast. That's the rhymes. Yeah, it's crazy. Terrence Howard makes his film debut. Come on, bro. This is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. need to watch this film, bro. I have not seen nah, this yo. film. <laughs> Heavy D, rest in power. You know what I mean? Mm, uh, King's son, mm. fucking crisscross, leaders of the new school, Lin Q. Like, yo, it, Moni Love, who's in Moni also, Love. I believe, who's in. Uh, I don't know if she's in Juice, but she's in um, the other movie that comes out that came out this year that also had a, a good amount of rappers as. Um, cameo oh, oh, uh, cast was strapped strapped we were that's it yeah yeah strapped strapped yeah. going live or whatever um and not as many as who's the man who's the man was like it has showbiz and ag it has motherfucking showbiz like, and ag wow yo yo and smooth b come on it has scotty pippen Penny Hardaway. Got Penny, he's got Penny and Scotty Hard. Uh, <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Stretch is in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stretch, I believe. I, I don't know if it's Stretch. I think it's... Oh, it's yeah, a different Stretch. Oh, is it? Okay. Right, right, stretch, right. Tupac, Tupac's boy. Oh, Stretch. stretch. Not, oh, I know it's Stretch. Yeah. yeah. Roger stretch, Ebert uh, gave this a favorable review with three out of four. Go on, Rog. And I, I do I do rate <laughs> Roger. And that is fucking banging, man. Do you know what? Oh, this sounds... Shit. I mean, you don't even say anything else. Dennis Leary plays. This is fucking crazy. Yeah, Dennis Leary, yo. That's the era of Dennis Leary. That's crazy. Shit. That's crazy. Okay. All right, so to further make my case, and this is like, this is, this falls, this is like, so like Fresh was like one side, this is the other extreme. Right, you right. Know, you have rappers all in, throughout, whatever, whatever. Um, and then uh, you also have the soundtrack. Now, the soundtrack is crazy because one, it has, the first track on there is, B.I.G., Party and Bullshit, Big's debut, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. First time we ever heard Big, right? It's just like how Zebra had had the first, uh, had Halftime. Halftime, yeah. Nas, you know what I mean? Before yeah. the Elmatic rollout really began. Um, you know, got Jodeci. Uh, let me see <laughs> this soundtrack's ridiculous. Real quick. There's some, there's some crazy, uh, Father yo, of there's some crazy. Father of the here? Go on, man. Would you, so be, would you Banton? Yeah, Would you bantons yeah. up there? Come hotness. Let's do this. Heavy D, yo, because Heavy D got the crazy Patois game. Like Heavy D, mm. can, there's, there's videos of Heavy D on stage with, I think, uh, Supercat. And like, he's just going off. Like, I mean, he's, you know, mm. the Raga style, like that was the Jeep beats with the with the dance hall, like combined. Mm-hmm. That was this, that was mm. this era, 93, 92 to 94 or five. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how it was happening with R&B with like Mary J and Miss Jones and folks like that. Um, but yo, P Rock and CL Smooth, that song is crazy. Yeah. Eric Sermon hit Switches, which was a which was a banger that became that. you know mm. going off in his album. Um House of Pain has the Who's the Man title Tom track. Tra- yeah. But so so this is crazy right here. Group home on here. What the fuck? Shit. Group home, group home with Third Eye, who was yeah. uh, otherwise known as the other verse aside from Big and Puff on the Supercat Dolly My Baby uh, remix. That is a deep pull, gang. I'm loving this. This is great. Uh, he's got yeah. He went he went and did some shit with Nine later on. And oh, shit. Um, okay. So and you can see that's different in the credits. Jesse West, who was an who and Lord Finesse produced that group home and third eye joint. And Jesse West went and produced most of nine stuff. 
Right. Okay. So I got that you. connection. I, I feel like you. third eyes from like um, either Mount Vernon or, or the Bronx or Yonkers or something somewhere up north, uh, northern New York City. Right. Uh, and then I right, so bust this. Timbo King from Royal Fam, Wu Tang is on there. Um, you know, fucking Crystal J Johnson, mm-hmm. who sang on Mob Deep's "Temperatures Rising." Temperatures Rising, mm-hmm. yes, bro, of course. And she is the mm, she's either the niece or the daughter to a cat. Uh, the cat who oh shit, I gotta go. I actually gotta go look this up, but. Okay. Peep this though. While I'm talking about that, peep this. The Father MC track mm-hmm. has credits by uh, Butt Naked Tim Dog. I, I'm believing that that's Tim Dog from Ultra Mag. Right. Uh, we have Co Cheeks, aka that's Mr. Cheeks. Mm-hmm. So this Father MC song was written by. Um, Wait, okay, mixed by Tim Dog. Maybe, maybe he's, I don't know, his credits are a little shaky here, but like mm-hmm. their ly- lyrics written by Tim Dog, a young Mr. Cheeks before he was named Mr. Cheeks, mm. Father MC, and someone named J Z. What? Who is Sean Carter. So you have Mr. Cheeks, Sean, Jay Z, <laughs> and Tim Dog writing the Father MC song, which is what? great. This crazy. is, uh, do you know when you think you've done? So we've done about 150 episodes here of 90s hip hop. Yeah. I've never even heard of this film. I don't think I'm sure. I think I remember the poster. I remember the poster really colorful cops on mm-hmm. the cover. I remember that, but I don't even remember the soundtrack. I don't remember watching this. All right. So Gary, yeah, have you, have you heard of this film? Never heard of this film either. Um, I'm loving <laughs> this. Pool, of heritage, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of heritage on this one here. Oh my days! That's like yeah. that's like Jay Z when he was still trying to sign up at the Fushnikins. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Ninety three, yeah. like he's, he's fast rapping. He's still kind of like taking off the Hawaiian Sophie shirt and all that. Mm-mm-mm. So, but the um, film itself, the film itself is definitely like I know uh, these cameos have got me in anyway. But for the layman, have, it's fun. It's good. You're gonna have fun watching the film because it's literally like oh shit, oh shit. It's like it's a Where's Waldo <laughs> of of rap. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. I guess golden era, quote unquote, golden era rap. You know what I mean? Queen mm. Latifah's in it. Like, come on, G. Like, yeah. It's everyone who's in Juice, basically, except minus Pac, but Humpty's in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, wow. Like, oh, wow. That digital underground origin story shit there. Amazing. You know what I mean? Amazing. Yo, and then, and so boom, Crystal J. Johnson is uh, related to Samuel Jonathan Johnson, mm-hmm. who uh, Alchemist fl- flipped, sampled, and flipped for We Gonna Make It. No way. It's a song called My Music, and it's a beautiful fucking song. So, and it's ill. Like, I think I found out in the YouTube comments, and Crystal Johnson was like, yo, that's my oh, uncle shit. or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. That it runs in the family. I see. That is a huge so, I'm going to tell my missus that one. Her favorite song is We Gonna Make It. Oh, boo. Oh. Look at this. Oh, but yo, put that, put that Samuel Johnson joint on, My Music, right? Put yeah, that don't even tell her. Just, just put it don't on. Don't tell her. And just see what She's happens. Got, when that shit drops, it's, it's, ill it's beautiful Sick. it's not in the beginning it's somewhere in the thick of it so yeah this is um, beautiful yeah. this is this is great 
I love learning, bro, and I'm here for it. So, yeah, who's the man? Love, I love this. I, I love sharing, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it works. So it works. Wicked, man. Right. Uh, let's see Let's see what else we've got in the chat before we move into my next one. Uh, Sankofa, big SAG. Of course, we talked about SAG just now. Uh, your career will be short as my part in Who's the Man, says KLS1. Yeah. Boom. Boom, Sankofa. I love that part. The All-Stars. The Indie All-Stars. Yeah. Right. Uh, Steve mm. Piper, I picked up the Who's the Man soundtrack last month from a friend's store for the collection. Good shout. Okay, love this. Uh, Osman, speaking of group home, what happened to uh, Absolute? Uh, he has a great feature mm. on the Living Proof, but didn't have much. Yeah, didn't hear much from him after that. I do not know. Good shout. Uh, Sankofa, who became, uh, what, what became of the brain sick mob? No idea. Yeah, I feel like that refers to, I think Absolute was part of brain sick, maybe, but right, right, either right, way, right. They're all, yeah, they're all. Yeah, because uh, the realness had absolute, and I believe the members or other members of Brain Sick Mob. The yeah. last song on Living Proof. That's that song is crazy. Okay, that'd be easy. Uh, Steve Piper, the sample for who we're going to make it is tiny, about three minutes in. There you go, people. Mm -hmm. Boom. Get in there. Get in there, you sample diggers. Love it. Uh, so look at all this. This is this is love. Love this. Um, right. My next one, then. I'm going to take it from the US, the home of, uh, of hip hop, and transport it to a global audience and specifically Europe. And I'm going with one of the most mind-blowing films in my life. Uh, right there with Spike Lee's uh, Malcolm X. I still watch it to this day. I've got it on like Blu-ray, 4K, all that shit. Uh, I'm looking to get a Japanese poster for the wall. Oh. I'm going 1995's La Haine. Now, Whoa. La Haine. Yes. It's the story of a man who falls down a house of 50 étages. The man, au fur and à mesure of his chute. Il se répète sans cesse pour se rassurer. Jusqu'ici tout va bien. Jusqu'ici tout va bien. Jusqu'ici tout va bien. Mais l'important c'est pas la chute. C'est l'atterrissage. Right, Lahane, Matthew Kosovitz. He didn't need to do much more after this. I think it's one of them moments where everything crystallized at a moment for this guy who, from all I gather, uh, was very, instead of your Truffauts and your French New Wave and all that, he was more the Spike Lee, the Spielberg, the, well, more Scorsese, uh, that kind of filmmaking. And to see, I'll just give you my idea when I first watched Lahane was um, deep into my hip hop. It is uh, late at night, about to go to bed, and uh, I see a BBC Two advert. Uh, I think I was watching some BBC2 sketch show or something. I was about to turn it over. This advert came on and it was a guy just spinning black and white and the beat to represent started coming on. Uh, Nas is represent. And that's my favorite Nas track. So mm. I immediately stopped what I was doing and I was just captivated for about 30 seconds. And it was just shots from Lahane to the soundtrack of represent and it's forever emblazoned in my mind as a moment where I went, because it said coming on Monday, 10 PM, just getting the old VHS timer record thing, 
bang, getting a blank tape, bang, getting that all and thinking to myself, this is like a, a watershed moment for me. And I think where hip hop was at that point for me was so far away. It was so American and so alien to the way I was living. I'm not saying Lahaine was the way I was living, but this is now happening in Europe. And this is now, and I'm not saying it's entirely a hip hop film, but hip hop is at the very heart and soul of it for me. Um, and it just happens to be on our European shores this time. And I think hip hop meeting world cinema, I'm a big world cinema fan anyway. I just have grown up like that anyway. Uh, and to see it in all its glorious fucking fury, uh, resistance, uh, the sound of this film is, well, if you look at the soundtrack, it's French hip hop. It's it's killing it on the French hip hop tip. And at that point, I remember getting to I Am and MC Solar. And these mm -hmm. were things from Hip Hop Connection. I was getting more than the source. Those are my two real places to get hip hop recommendations for where I was. Or Westwood, he's never played any French hip hop. So it was always that. And Hip Hop Connection had a lot of this French kind of uh, look and German. And I never really knew much about, I didn't know German. Germany had a massive hip hop scene. You know what I mean? And so it was eye opening on that level as well. And I think if you look at like the shot selection, the edits, uh, the fucking characters, uh, the loose plot, the absolutely loose plot where I'm just open to this as a kid, you know, oh, this is a young age where I'm like, what the fuck? This is, yeah. And I think it was a real tangible moment for hip hop as well. Like 95 hip hop is kind of become quite big at this point. I can see it like kind of on screen with the rap beefs and the media coverage, good and bad and whatever. Um, and I just thought, yeah, man, I just remember watching it and the straight from the shot, first shot, just the the firebomb hitting the earth. And then it talking about these kids who there's a guy who will just put on DJ Cut Killer, will just get up there and just do this ridiculous set with a Cypress Hill shirt on, which are one of my favorite groups of all time and need to be loved more generally. I feel they should be more on the forefront where people say, what's the best group? I think they need to be more at the forefront of, of that conversation. But um, yeah, man, I just thought the DNA of that was just, yeah, like amazing because these guys aren't wearing your Tims. I know you're really into your like kind of fashion and iconography and like kind of uniform maybe for a better term. I can't think of a better term for it, but like this was ours. This was like, this was more the kids on my estate. This was more the kids who are a bit more rough around the edges from where we are. They're wearing them full on Kappa tops, their Kappa track suits, the full on the less track suits. Uh, they're, they're not baggy. It's thin, thin lined. Vince Cassell is a fucking force to be reckoned with and on this. And then I think, um, I think Kasovic's got a, a assassin to help do the soundtrack who are a, mm. a rap collective. And I hear that Vince, uh, Vince Cassell's brother was in, uh, that collective of some sort. And I was like, I did not know that's how at home it was all was. Um, and yeah, just for me, just an incredible film. And I think that, uh, yeah, as I said, music's embedded in it. Like it's, although the score isn't, the score is very different, but you can just get the feel for it. And that cut killer scene with the bird's eye view. And what is it? So it's put, it's a, it's KRS one going into Edith Piaf. And you're like, what is this? Like you are just taking hip hop to somewhere. I've never heard it. You know, this is way before I'd heard shadow or like format or anyone like that do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah man, Lahane, Lahane there, right up there for me. You boys, what, what, have you, what have you got? 
I mean, I've never, I've never watched it, but I've seen you tweet about it a, a few times, and mm. you've now convinced me to uh, <laughs> write it down. So uh, I think I'll you'd love it. I know you. I, I kind of know the films you kind of like, and I think that there's so much. Um, you could see it as like a, a day in the life of a tragic circumstance in France where it's about to fucking blow. Like it is like really tense in that country. Uh, it's got the police uh, uh, violating people's rights. It's got these three kids who, uh, you know, just going about their day, but you can also see it. And I was watching a video essay on, on, and someone really put it really beautifully about how a lot of the feeling of it is about insignificance, about a lot of the feeling of the Hain is being so small on this massive planet. Um, but this culture of 90s hip hop, I feel makes them feel a bit more like they belong to something or like this hip hop kind of ethos maybe. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I reckon you'll, I reckon you'll really get a lot of that, man. Defo. You, that, you definitely will fuck with it. You definitely will fuck with it. What are you saying, so, gang? Incredible movie. Uh, no, it's like, what, as soon as you said international, I was like, oh, I ain't. like <laughs> it just popped in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, the, the first thing I think about when I, when I, it was one of the first French films someone had recommended me when I was, you know, in my late teens or whatever. Mm. Uh, and it was just like, yo, you gotta see Lahim. I was like, all right, word. Um, and, you know, ever since then, it's sort of lived and had other lives. Once the internet kind of kicked in, especially Tumblr, where like things were very image, image, image uh, forward, and um, people were curating like, you know, things with like strong images or like, so like, you know, my, my like, yeah, a big part for me is like fashion, a big part because I think fashion is a is a is a very vital part of the culture is mm. any culture, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I was having conversations where like I was having a conversation recently about like you know how folks since the internet came in, it's fashion has kind of gotten very fluid and and you know, a lot of the hybrid stuff is cool, like people taking notes from all these other spots and how there's like this, not just a single channel. Like, it's not just like, okay, like we're all wearing slim fit. Now mm. we're all wearing baggy. Now we're all wearing so-called Americana, whatever, like workwear, whatever, whatever. Whereas like back when things moved slower, information moved slower because the internet wasn't just like a omnipresent force of kind of flattening lines, mm. you know what I mean? A flattening culture, so to speak into like this commodity into this thing that you could buy, like, Oh, I can go on eBay and get like a bunch of polo vintage polo and now I'm a low life all of a sudden or whatever. It's like, nah, mm. like that's a whole lifestyle. Like you had, you have to know what boosting is and you had to have boosted and you have had to like, kind of like lived on the, you know, lived in an environment where like you will get tested for that in order to, to, I think, claim that me personally, like I knowing low lives, like they don't, you know, it's like, it's like, all right, like you kids have something completely different, mm. but like, you, you know what I mean? Like you're not the same thing like this can't be the same thing mm. and it goes it goes in you know like i come from the era where people were getting robbed for their backpacks like you had yeah. a jan sport like you come into school you know tomorrow with a shopping bag because you got robbed of your your backpack mm. you know what i mean or like people getting robbed for fucking little nautica logo yeah. zipper logo that they would put on their backpack and it's just like you might get you know, you might come through with a buck 50 off of that, like a face cut off of that, just because like you didn't give it up or whatever. 
So my point being is like, it's a, it's a, it's a communication. You know what I mean? Like, like fashion, fashion is how we communicate and sort of like signal toward each other or whatever, certain things um, about our lifestyle, whether it be true, true or false. Right. Mm. So with Lahane though, I think it's, it's, it's so um, similar to like, you know, belly and, and certain, and there's other, there's runner up movies I can like mention as far as like, okay, the fashion in this movie was done. Right. Mm. Like I think juice fashion wise was done right. And that relates to, I'm going to relate that to this because in La Haine, like when I was seeing images of La Haine pop up on like Tumblr and whatnot, you see all these images of like the shirling leather, mm. you know what I'm saying? With the camo uh, pants yeah. and um, you know, the track jackets and, and then the, you know, sun's, low 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 cut kind of like um semi baldy yeah you know what i mean yeah and, um, the boxer, yeah yeah and then carhartt beanie yes you know things of that nature like that was like a specific thing like re like subverting or like reinterpreting like workwear and military wear what is the most hip-hop shit mm. the same thing as like that lamppost right there mm-hmm. that's that's going to be the life of the party because that thing is going to give us power. Yeah. That, that's going to give this sound system power. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so we can rock a block. There's right a now. war going on outside. That's the whole camo. That's always right. Right, that, right, right. Mm. Yeah. Cause you have more pockets to stash it. You have more pockets to carry things, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Same thing. You can like, and we can go on in days and days on this shit. But like, I think it's like, I think that's what makes this even more qualified as to be in this sort of like conversation because like, there is such a eye for like, just like how I think like belly has like this like nuanced um, and precise take on like certain elements of like what fashion and visual like representation Mm. mean to a culture. I think this does a lot of the same, you know what I'm saying from like a different part of the world, but like, yo, that Carhartt shit came from the early, like the 92, 93 era, Mm. New York East coast shit over here. It wasn't, you know, people, Dickies was West Coast shit, mm. right? You look at look at any look at the uh, um, the youngsters. Look at yeah. them with Tretch, Tretch like rocking like big ass like super big big you know Carhartt vest, cold Carhartt suit with mm. forty below Tims and whatnot. Like mm. you know Carhartt was just like Timberland, just like you know, climbing gear, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outdoors, mm-hmm. outdoor gear, like, like North mm-hmm. face and all that stuff. Like that all comes from folks flipping that. And, and, and you know, a utilitarian sense of like, all right, like this is going to be useful. It's going to be functional yeah. and it's, fl- and, I, and I'm going to make it fly. And I'm going to make it fly. Exactly. And, you I, know and, what I'm and like, the way that film takes how you guys did all that and makes it European just by being right. here and, and then, kind of represent themselves and expressing themselves through it is just a fascinating thing and it's the same Beautiful. issues right it's just, it's not always the same issues but it has like similar issues of and i remember i think it was i think it was at can at can film festival that uh yeah. it was controversial because the police who were there turned their backs on the director when he turned yeah. up 
because they see right. it as anti-police and stuff like that. Right. And right. if you watch it, you could see that. Absolutely. You could see that. But remember, this is 1995 in France, in Paris, man. This is not mm -hmm. an easy thing, but uh, it's not an easy thing to untangle. There's a lot of shit going on in France at that time. Mm -hmm. Not that I have, mm -hmm. like, you know, I have no expertise on that, but just to see this film, it shows how complicated it is and uh, mm -hmm. how it goes to the bourgeoisie from the ghetto, from the, well, right. the ghetto, the, you know, where they live to, you know, the, the guy in the, uh, we talked about the music as well, but yeah, man, I think it's great. I think just to cap it before we get to the next one, uh, that shot, I always loved the way, um, they're standing in Paris. Yeah, I mean, you'll love this when you see it. It's just so beautiful. Um, they're just standing on this kind of balcony and he zooms out but focuses in on them three with the traffic of the city. And I always it always moves me, man. It's like, I don't even think they're saying anything. I don't even think there's any music. It's just the city sound. And it's just that one little shot where I'm like, Matthew Kasovitz, whatever you are on at this point, bro, it is unbelievable. And he's like, he's one shots through stuff or just, yeah, really high technical. But um, yeah, man, Lehane, there we go. I'm glad, I'm glad Poet we got that poetic. one. Poetic. Yeah. Poetry on screen. That's it. Exactly, bro. Uh, let's see what people are saying then before we get into Yemi's next one. Uh, so what we got here? Uh, boo, 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 boo. Let's have a look here. Uh, East New York theory, but uh, brain sick, Bob, they talk about brain sick, Bob, again. I teach Lahane to my level French classes, Aaron. Boom. Aaron, you are a teacher who is spreading the right word. I love that. Uh, Steve mm, Piper, cool. Lahane is great. The scene with DJ Cutler is legendary. Absolutely is. Uh, Lahane is perfect, says Jack P. I've got two tattoos based on it. So far, so good in French. And a cow. Jack P, that is amazing. That surreal moment. Again, I don't want to ruin things for, for Yemi. He hasn't watched it, but... The cow moment is fucking, yeah, so surreal. Uh, yeah, fair play to you. Uh, it was actually shot in colour, says Aaron. I heard that. Um, and uh, I must be getting old because I remember when Carhartt didn't co uh, cost an arm and a leg to pick up. Yeah, Steve, right. I, I feel that. I do I wanna, feel yeah, that. I want to go, go back to those times even though I was like one. <laughs> right. No, I mean, so I, cool. and that's and that's that's another element of it, right, where I was like, this, mm -hmm. this is all accessible. This is not like expensive. Not all of this is expensive gear. Like, exactly. And you don't you don't necessarily have to go on a boosting mission to get it. You know what I'm saying? Polo was expensive and kind of always was. So that's why I was like, all right, like we're going to go and do a, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a, a, a rush through mm. Macy's or through, you know, wherever Bloomingdale's or whatever it was. Mm. Um, whereas like, OK, like this is functional, doesn't cost much. And I can like, you know, I can get new new gear to do whatever I need to do in. So mm. that's, you know, that's where all that like military surplus, yeah, car heart work where shit comes in. You know what I mean? That's it. Absolutely, man. Uh so Yemi, my man. So you've done three? <laughs> three, yeah. Right. This is this is a long one. This is gonna get into a three parter, I feel. <laughs> this is the redux. <laughs> but no, let's really? let's go, Yemi. What what have you got, my man? Uh so for this one. I was torn between two because they're from the same franchise. Um, it's basically between Friday and next Friday. Uh, oh, now, how's this a question, now, Yemi? Come on. The reason why it's a question, and I will explain it, <laughs> right. is because I actually watched next Friday first. And ah. I was like, I'll never forget, I was because I've got some family in New York, and it was around like 2005. Uh, me and my brother went there, mm. and we were in the style. And one night, um, we just put on next Friday. And I'd never known, like, I'd never heard of it, nothing. Mm. I must have been like 13. Um, and I just remember, like, loving the film, laughing my ass off pretty much from beginning to end and just being like, this is my new favorite film. And then maybe a year or so later, I might have watched um, Friday, 
the first time. What's up, big pie? I mean, big wine? If you ain't got my money or my bud, I'm killing you and him. Break yourself, fool! You don't drag me into this? And he said, we don't pay him by 10 o'clock, he gonna bust the cap in both our ass, nigga. We need to pay him, man. He's crazy, man. Let's stick together. Now, Dana told me about that big snake situation. Big worm. Big worm, big hole, big... I don't give a damn! <laughs> Hey, 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 take it easy, Holmes. I know what I'm doing, man. It's angel dust, Holmes. <laughs> I said a hip. You need a job. You need a wig. I'ma kill you and Smokey. What you gonna do today? Somebody get a fly girl, gonna get some God damn! What you looking at with that fat ass girl for? Talking about she look like Janet Jackson. Bitch got the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac. Johnny Witherspoon, Tiny Zeus Lister, and Mia Long. Friday. You got knocked the fuck out. And it didn't move me as much because I wasn't laughing as much because obviously I watched next Friday first and I thought, okay, this is what they're on, the kind of narrative that they're doing. Um, but as I've gotten older the gloss around next Friday has kind of worn off and my appreciation of Friday has, has, has grown. So today I'm saying Friday. Okay. I'm kind of glad man, because I, I understand the, the personal context to it. I do, uh, but put it over Friday. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's interesting though. Cause um, yeah, that must screw it all up. Cause I can't remember. There must be a lot of references to the first one in the second one that you're picking up when you're watching the second one kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and we're, and we're Friday. I just feel like the story of Friday, like it's a very simple story, obviously, mm. but it's 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 done so well. Like, yeah. how can you get fired on the day off? That's just something that you know that you gotta be a that stupid line. <laughs> that line is better than anything on next Friday. But now I know that because I've gotten older, I understand it now. Mm-hmm. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Ice Cube yeah. does a great job. Chris Tucker, great job. John Witherspoon, great job. Mm. Ezel. Like Ezel is Ezel is the prototypical crackhead now. Like we know when you think of crackheads, you think of Ezel. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah man. I mean, I just Debo, like every everybody just does their bit, man. Neil Long, I mean, hey, I mean, hip hop and Neil Long, I mean hip hop and Neil Long, I mean, we'll be here for another hours if we start going on about that. But um yeah, man, I just think it's a dope film, man. I think even though like it's set in like the kind of places where a lot of stuff probably would pop off, like, you know, mm-hmm. South Central, like, you know, that kind of boys in the hood type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they kind of flip it on its head in a sense. Like, obviously, there is that lingering threat because mm-hmm. obviously Big Worm and stuff, but... Um, big Perm, mate. <laughs> big Perm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's done really well. And I think it... I came out of it the first time, especially just, like, being so relieved for... Um, for Craig, just because he, he, stood up, he stood up to Debo, he got the girl in the end. And, you know, even though he was an idiot from the from the start when he got fired on his day off, he kind of redeemed himself in a sense. So, yeah. you know, his kind of character arc, you know, was really dope. Um, you know, Smokey, I mean, Smokey. what can we say about Smokey? Smokey's just, Smokey's just Smokey. Yeah. You didn't put E on this man. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just the, the Bernie Mac cameo. Like, oh, come I mean, on. 2020. Yeah, man. Miss Parker. Miss there's Parker. just too many moments. <laughs> there's just too many. There's just, there's just too many moments, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. 
But yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't know if you want if you want to class this as like a stoner film or anything, but you know, that's the first film I I think yeah. I think it's for me the best hip hop stoner film if we're doing a subgenre of this subgenre uh, because how high is amazing but it's it, it, to be fair it is very rewatchable as well I suppose it's a closer call than I would give it but if you're looking at it just in the stoner film kind of prism I think this is uh, it's an archetypal stoner guy as well the worst drug dealer in the world literally getting high off his own supply like what, what are you doing bro and always made you think if you smoke always check for the angel dust and like oh just be careful like angel oh. dust because you oh don't know if you start spazzing what's going to happen. Uh, there are some troubling, uh, uh, I suppose there's troubling things about most, most people in this film, but there is that troubling kind of idea of what Latinos are in this hip hop genre, hip hop, hip hop kind of sphere, I suppose, looking at it in a more modern lens. But back then I didn't see that. And now I'm like looking at it thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe that's a bit, bit troublesome. But I think mm-hmm. the, um, what you alluded to there, Yemi, in your breakdown, excellent breakdown, by the way, is that the plot is, obviously very loose. It's a day in the life, whatever. And there is a beginning, middle end, obviously it's the characters, man. The characters make this film a classic. The iconic moments come through these characters and the contrast, the sheer contrast between Cube and Tucker is brilliant. Mm. You've got Cube who somehow has shed that snarl. I grew up with Cube Oh, and, and I know 22 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street has took the mick out of the snarl and, you know, like the the look, the cube angry look. And I get that. Uh, but this is him getting rid of that and on the path towards, are we there yet? You know, this is the guy who's kind of, oh, right, this is the path you're leading to. And remember, before this, I've seen him as um, Doughboy. And that is... Doughboy is Cube to me in 1995. There is no other Cube. Like, you know, Natural Born Killers, that kind of, that's my Cube at this point. And uh, when he's in this, I'm like, oh shit. He's like, I'm not saying he's great at comedy because one of my, and we talked about, we have a uh, segment on this show called Larry Letdown Moments where you love a guy and sometimes they just let you down. And my biggest Larry Letdown Moments in hip hop film history is Tucker delivering when they wrote this line down, I'm going to get you high today. They must've been in writing going, that's the, that's the tease. That's on the poster. That's what we're going to put in the trailer. The following acting from cube soon as he does it, where he doesn't know how to, I just keep thinking, just edit it, edit that cut away to something else. They stay on and he's got to carry the aftershock of this amazingly iconic delivery. And he just goes, anyway and it oh my god it hurts me every time i'm like cube man you are letting me down here bro like i don't know i just had to put that out there because it is a perfect film but there is little imperfections that um that get me as well but yeah but, no but it makes it well. makes it as well and i think one thing i really appreciate that and i haven't actually tried um but i probably will one day if mm. i'm ever in dire straits like when um when Smokey is counting the money in front of Big Worm and then he flips it and he thinks it's like double the amount. Like yeah. that to me is like, that's just so clever. Obviously like Big Worm's too smart for that, but yeah, bro, yeah, to yeah. anyone with even a little less intelligence, they might have fell for it. Yeah, absolutely. And before I go to you gang, I've got to say one the thing as well. When I watch it now, it does hit me where I'm like, this is only like three years after the LA riots, man. That in, I know it's a long time, but it's also not a long time. Like a lot of shit was going down in LA. Like, and mm. then they, do this portrayal where there's hardly any police. Um, I don't think there's any white people in it. Are there any white people in this film? I don't even know if there are, but it's kind of nice that you have this film where all the dislikable characters, all the likable characters are in this community. And 
they're having to realize how to deal with them and not have to these other external factors it's almost like they're not about that external overreaching kind of look at la this is more their day in the life which it literally is i suppose um and that took her performances at the part the heart of it it reminded me i don't know there's this real jim carrey energy i got as a kid watching it i'm not sure it's still there now because took us kind of himself a different thing but i remember at the time thinking god he's so his elasticity is so like you know the way he walks the way he talks the way you know his his facial expressions it's just yeah it's uh, just incredible kinetic one. Yeah. kinetic especially that early era of chris tucker as well yeah like jackie brown as well Right, Jackie yeah, Brown, man. of course. Fuck yeah, great Paul. Jackie Brown, absolutely. Uh gang, what are you what are you saying to Friday, man? Uh yeah, it's just it's a solid, you know, it I, I don't really have much to say uh to add on. Like I think mm. I think y'all covered it really. Um Big Up I Regina think, King. Uh, Big up Regina King, fact. <laughs> and um also yeah, Richard Pryor energy. Chris Tucker also has like yeah. some Richard Pryor, like like manic, you know, um yeah. you know caricature caricature of oneself kind of energy uh that, mm. you know I, um you know jim carrey made that popular around that time but you know before that there was there was prior you know what i'm saying so yeah. prior there was prior you know what i mean so <laughs> good good a lot um <laughs> yeah hey had a, had, so that's 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 my that's my that's my two cents but um, yeah and there's some also, on the soundtrack as well some yes on. i was yeah. about to say eat the heads ringing boom uh, that is my tune, man. <laughs> yeah. That is like summer. Like, I mean, I've never been to like LA or anything, but you know, summertime, late summertime, roof down, roof down. Yeah. Can't get it Palm it's, trees. In our, in our family, it's one of them ones whenever we get together. We said the volley last week. And even with that, bang, Keith Hedrigan comes on. And it's like everyone knows <laughs> that from the kids to the, oh, that's crazy. the kids to the olders. Do you know what I mean? Like 15 year old kids, they, they know that. And to this, and you're like, shit, man, this is, I suppose that can be said for the film, to be fair. Cause I think there's moments that even, I think my most used gif on DMs is you ain't got to lie, Craig. And uh, it, it literally is like, my mate will say something simple, but you ain't got to lie, mate. And it, I don't know, it's so funny still. But funny thing is I'm doing that with my, and I know I talked about, a lot about my younger siblings and you probably see how much that means to me is lineage, lin, lineage and like kind of passing on of the knowledge kind of thing. Fifth pillar of hip hop. So yeah, got to, got to do it. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. We all know this. Uh, and um, yeah, no, I think this is one of the films where, I think I was with them the other day. Uh, what should we put on? Uh, Cam, what have you got? And the one, the few things, House Party is one of them for our family, but Friday, it just happens to be, yeah, it's put Friday on. And, and that, that, that everyone is happy, you know? And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a cultural touchstone. Absolutely, man. Um, shout out Joy. Hmm? Shout out Joy. Shout, shout out Joy. Shout out Joy. Absolutely. Shout out Joy. Uh, so mm -hmm. what we got in the chat, uh, let's see what we've got going on. Um, here we go. Osman, not too long ago, I woke up early and had some toast and tea and pot on Friday. Gave me such a warm, nostalgic feeling. Uh, did you have cereal with water? I'd like to know that. Absolutely. Uh, I reenacted Smokey's character in school assembly once. What? This, <laughs> this is amazing. It was literally him getting robbed by Debo. The theme was appreciation. And I think no idea where the connection was, though. That Wow, appreciation for your own 
for what you've got before someone robs you, I suppose, is 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 where you could go. Uh, I feel like the Q- Ice Cube Chris Cypress beef, yeah, it was started because Q ripped off the title song Throw Your Set. He did, yeah. That's I have gone to a few Cypress episodes and apparently that's where it came from. Throw your set in the air. Absolutely. Um but yeah, that soundtrack, absolutely sick. Uh so whose go is it? Is it Gang's go? No, what, who, who's next? Is it Gang? Yeah. Uh I guess it's I guess it's mine. Yeah, it's... let's do this, man. I'll do the Hayne. Yeah. Okay. So okay. what you got? Facts. Um so number three for me. Uh, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna go ghost dog. Ooh. I'm gonna go ghost dog. We got a really big problem here, Louis. Seems like you're directly responsible for it. What we need to do is eliminate the scumbag whack Frank. This killer needs to be neutralized. In the words of the ancients, matters of great concern should be treated lightly. Matters of small concern should be treated seriously. Louis, now is the time to tell us everything you know about this mysterious weirdo. Ghost dog, power equality. Always see everything, your brother. He calls himself Ghost Dog. What? Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog? He said Ghost Dog! Jim Jarmusch um, directed, uh, starring Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. as a uh, I mean uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep it brief because you know time is time is a ticking absolutely and, yeah and you know there's not really much else to say but like it's about a black samurai going to war with the Italian mob in Jersey like and he catches bodies and it's and yeah. it's like peak Jeremouche like oddball or like What's the word? Like off kilterness. Off the wall. Yeah, um, off kilterness. That's a good way of putting it. So you know, like storytelling. Mm. You know, like he he has a very keen, for lack of a better term, like eye to to just details that you know most folks wouldn't key in on, so to speak. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, just to you know, I love the unconventional. I love the unconventional hero that Forrest Whitaker. And, and, you know, action hero, if we talk about like a martial arts idea or tradition mm. that like Forrest Whitaker fulfills in this movie, because like Forrest Whitaker isn't, you know, by any means, um, DMX. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not Jet Li. He's not, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's not fucking, he's not even Denzel, you know what I mean? At that point. Mm. Um, but that doesn't matter in this in this story and that doesn't matter in this world and that doesn't matter to the to the idea of like honoring like a samurai tradition or like a swords like a japanese like swords swordsman tradition mm. of like you and your weapon and you know he's got this ill like kind of like mike tyson thing where he has like the 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 pigeons on the rooftop yes he does and um yeah it's just a I mean, it's a it's a beautiful it's a movie that like I learned to love later on. Like I like at first I was like, hmm, I was kind of perplexed. And I was younger, I was in high school when it came out, you know, and I was just like, okay, like, hmm. But I, I got into the soundtrack because it's it's all Wu Tang. RZA. Mm. RZA. RZA did the soundtrack, right? So and there's two versions of the soundtrack. A friend of mine got me the Japanese version, which is oh. all the um the score from the movie. So it's all like it's a lot of like RZA instrumentals. Mm-hmm. that he used in, in the movie um and a couple like cuts like wu-tang cuts that were all soundtrack only and then the Amer- the u.s version um had more like conventional songs uh it had a joint cakes rizza and cool g rap it's 
crazy. Yeah. There's a video for that. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, you know, I had this, uh, like Wu-Tang, like dance hall kind of joint, uh, mm. by sugar band. Shit's, shit's hard. That's just crazy. That's crazy. Over like, Al Green. Right. Yeah. That joint is hard over Al Green. It's Al Green loop. Um, there's this mean, uh, rest in power to, um, another far rock legend, Lord Superb, who yeah. you know, most, most people know from Supreme clientele, but mm. his hardest verse to me is off of the ghost dog soundtrack. Uh, it's a joint where he and master killer, the man, and he, yeah, the man. And mm. the beat is, is, the beat is crazy. Like Riz, the RZA beat is like twisted and, um, superb, superb is just going, going off and like, kind of like giving all these like principles on, you know what I mean? I, but just in a very, like, he always was, he, he was like off kilter. Like he was kind of like, you don't know where he's going to land his rhyme and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, um, very like kind of like whimsical, like vocal tones and whatnot too. So, um, yeah. Uh, there's a joint with, they flip like RZA reflips the shadow boxing sample and like speeds it up. Right. And lay some key, lay some like, little melodic like harmonic things over it Mm. and uh that becomes a backdrop for dirty meth and i forget if anyone is on there but it's pretty it's pretty wild and that's on both the versions of the soundtrack so that's one you're gonna get regardless um love that but yeah beautiful fucking like really beautiful movie like i i've i've watched in the theater I've, i've had that i've had the um you know, that privilege to, to like see on the big screen, um, later on, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a, a ill movie. And there's, there's a, there's some cool cameos. Um, Riz is obviously in it. Mm. Uh, uh, Timbo King, I think is in it. And, um, members of sons of man, they're like having a cypher, like on a bench, like in the background. I didn't know so, that. Wicked. Thank yeah. You. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's definitely, if you've seen it once or if you've never seen it, definitely watch it. But um, yeah, if you've seen it like a long time ago, it's a, it's a good one to revisit. I think it's aged uh, quite well. It's definitely, a, sorry, I should say, it's definitely ahead, had a re- ahead, reappraisal. Yeah. It's definitely had a, not reappraisal, but a reappreciation, I suppose, in the last mm-hmm. few years. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Also, there's like a weird ass scene with like one of the mobsters uh, doing uh, Flavor Flay's uh, uh, Nothing For You, Man. Like he's just like, <laughs> Like old, like you know, uh, I believe he was in The Sopranos. I mean, I feel like a lot of them cats are, right. you know, one joint to another. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was uh, just like this guy's rapping, like this Italian, older Italian guy is like all into like this Flavor Flav song before he catch before he catches one. But uh, you know, <laughs> oh, no. oh well, fair play to went out with a bag. Love that. And there's also oh yo, there's also like I think a cool allusion to also like. Um, like obviously this is like samurai cinema like mm-hmm. classic like you know um like kurosawa type stuff but then it's also the like i think in that scene i feel like that's an allusion to the chow yun fat hong kong tradition of like the gun fu like mm-hmm. you know like just uh, just like you know, the gun is now your sword because he has a gun too. So he's got a sword and a gun. Uh, yes, so I remember that. I remember that being a yeah. wicked little. Um, and just, yeah, like that, like John Woo, Chow Yun Fat kind of like, yeah. like nod to that. There's a lot of cool little references, which is like John Moosh does, I think, very, very mm. well. It's not too, not too on the nose when he does it. Sometimes uh, Tarantino could be a little bit over the line when he does. I mean, you know, Tarantino is a remix artist. He's not yeah. really like, you know, after a certain point, 
Um, and I love Kill Bill. Like I, I love Kill Bill. I love Jackie Brown. But um, it's remixes. You know, he, absolutely. Yeah, he does a lot of remixes, more or less. Um, but yeah. you know, hey, whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that's 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 my pick. Uh, check that. out the soundtracks. Yeah. yeah, I need to go watch that again. I haven't, and I've been meaning to. And now that you've pushed me to it, man, because I haven't watched it so long. Beautiful movie. Yeah, man. beautiful movie. Yeah, me uh, Ghost Dog. I need to watch it the first time. I'm nah. just taking mad notes tonight. Taking yeah, mad. Yeah, notes. this is good for me. You got, you got yeah, stacked yeah, up yeah. before Crimbo, man. You're, you're like good. You're good. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. Yeah, man. Absolutely. No, it's good. It is good. Um, let's see what the let's see what the. Uh, Chat saying here, Chris Morale, big up, up from 36 Chambers. Uh, does the show count? They had a theatrical release and soundtrack. Uh, the show, I'm trying to remember what that is now. Uh, give me some more details. That's a documentary. Ah, uh, it's a documentary, Chris. Sorry, man. We're, we're not we're not using them for this episode. It would go even longer. Uh, uh, the old racist mob guys always crack me up. And, uh, <laughs> then you have the scene of one. Uh, yeah, yeah. You talk about the uh, flavor, flavor thing. Uh, Aaron says, loved how their hypocrisy was highlighted. Okay, yeah. Already sounding like some little gems I've got to get in there. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's do my last... Uh, no, I've got two more. Friday's in my five, by the way. Uh, so my last one, very tough call. Probably the toughest call I had. Um, between well one tough call i had and none of them got in was cb4 versus fear of a hat fear of the black hat and it was like those two one of them was going to get in and they both didn't get in in the end and uh, satire i'm absolutely here for it uh, we have our great spinal tap films everyone we should go check them uh, fear of black hat is it would have got in otherwise it's fucking incredible but this is my second hardest choice and it was between uh boys in the hood obvious obviously a classic for a reason or menace of society and I've gone for Menace Society, uh, 1993. Hughes Brothers. So what are you gonna do, KD? You gonna mess around out there in the streets till you get killed? What's that, sir? You gotta think about your life. Being a black man in America isn't easy. All I'm saying is, Survive. You need to be glad that you graduated from high school and that you're alive at 18. And you need to do something with yourself before you end up like he did. I'm not going to end up like he did, all right? I love Boys in the Hood and it does what it does really well at times. I do feel like sometimes it is of an after-school special a little bit. It does feel like that. Whereas... When I'm thinking of what's impacted my own life more, my society pretty much overshadows it on just on impact because the impact and influence it had, it's right up there with everything else in my five, uh, more so than boys. And I think that one of the main reasons was it was so visceral. It was a little bit, it was, it has probably more imperfections in it. I would say it's definitely not a perfect film, but God damn, there are characters in this world that we've seen portrayed hundreds of times and that personify hip hop, right? In different ways. And O-Dog is a character where the sheer nihilism of this lad, this is found in all of gangster rap that I was, that was my first love of hip hop was gangster rap. And it's on full on show in this film. And it's in its purest form is in O-Dog. And I think the DNA of gangster rap being right there, um, and I think that harnessing of the energy of gangster rap and that furious spirit of it is more in this film, I would say. Um, 
And the thing I've always found about O-Dog was he doesn't have a backstory. He doesn't really, he's fully formed, bang, you're getting what you're getting from him and he's not changing for anyone. He doesn't even have an arc in the film, really, which most characters usually do. But I always thought about it, that filling of the blanks myself, now I have to fill them blanks in about this guy's abuse, trauma, neglect, whatever has led him to this point where even a slight, like, if you're even trying to slight his masculinity, his it it becomes a it becomes lethal. You can't say anything about his mum. You can't say you can't offer to suck his dick for you know drugs. Uh, you can't the, all these little things that have him uh, just snap and just come and just kill and like that lethal kind of. I don't want to call it nonchalance. It's not nonchalance, but there's this weird numbness to it where it's so matter of fact to him. And I'm sometimes wondering to myself, is it that kind of, is it the directors have made it so ridiculous? That's what's appealing. And then it's kind of troublesome. Cause I'm like, but is this real or is this not real? Like, I don't know. Are people getting jacked uh, whilst they're, you know, in the drive by waiting to get a burger, then having to order someone else's burger. That's not my world. And sometimes I always think, is it exploitative? Is it a bit too, um, more than boys in the hood, if you know what I mean. And that has always had to, I've had to kind of settle with that with this film. And I've kind of settled with that, that I know better than I know uh, that I, what I've learnt as I've gone on. And like when I look at Bishop, who's kind of a comparative to O-Dog in a weird way, Bishop is more complicated. It, it does have that character arc. But in this, man, that uber masculinity of fucking the characters, not just O-Dog, everyone. And everyone has a decision. Everyone's got agency. Everyone has an out and none of them fucking take it. And that makes you think, what makes what, it, what in your world keeps making you make the bad decision or the wrong decision, which ends up being the wrong decision? And that is what's fascinating about my society. Even the, the sheer fucking heartbreak when he's like, do you, like, is, Granddad runs out. Do you care if you live or if you die? And you don't know. So I just don't know. And that shit, man, is it hits hard, bro. And you're like, shit, that the ambiguity of it all and a generational fucking trauma. The fucking first few scenes where Samuel Jackson's like takes that guy down for again slighting his masculinity. You're like, this film, bro, is I don't know if they're meant to make it with this many layers, but it's how dangerous and lethal hip hop and the world hip hop comes from can be. Um, and is it caricatured? Maybe it is, but I don't know. But um, yeah, I think big up the friendship group because it made me feel like even though you have an O-Dog, you have a Stacy and you have a Sharif uh, and you have that. It's not just hood like people, like you talked earlier about hood films and how you can kind of categorize this as has, it does have nuances in it. It does have some nuances and Stacy and everyone saying to him, get out, go to Kansas. His dad doing the same thing and big up Lawrence Fishburne for that chat at the billboard, which, you know, people can take the piss nowadays. But back then it was like, this is woke. This is yeah, the idea of woke. This is what it was. This is what wokeism is like it's not you know it should not have and all this loaded stuff it has now it's just knowing better than what you've been taught at school you know um and big up that scene in boys in the hood by the way as well where they're all and it always sat bad for me where they're all like um having a go at him about being african and it was like but that's like me having people having to go at me for being indian but i do see myself as indian but then if you have no heritage how the fuck are you going to get there so as a kid yeah this this was on repeat uh, the, we talked about the soundtracks, uh, Ghetto Bird. I don't think anything's hit me that hard. I was like, dum, dum, dum. And he has the 
fucking housing as it's got that bird's eye view. Uh, Puck, knowing that Puck should have been in this and he wasn't. And uh, the Sharif character was supposed to be him. And he was like, I want to know why he's Muslim. And the Hughes was like, no. And he left. And yeah, all these little things kind of added to the just lore of this film. Um, and yeah, it just became, uh, and Sharif's in it as well, right? Where you're like, yeah, there's just a lot going on in there. Uh, not Sharif, sorry. Um, who the fuck is the rapper with the nose ring? Jesus Christ, get shot up at the traffic lights. Uh, either way, but yeah, um, it's got a lot going for it. And the house party where they're playing Atomic Dog. So it has all these moments where I'm just like, fuck, man, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if any, any of you guys have any strong takes on Menace or Boys in the Hood uh, before we move on to the next one. But yeah, that's in there for me. Yeah, man, I mean, I just think Old Dog is just an absolute lunatic. And I think, again, as you said, quite like very well, it very much captures the just idea that you can be so consumed by your environment that you don't even know like what your purpose is in life generally. Mm. You know, some people might love the game like an old dog or might have accepted their fate like an old dog. Some might wrestle with it a little bit more uh, like Kane. Mm. So, yeah, I think it captures that to a T. Um, those kind of films just depress me, man. I can't even lie. I mean, they um, are. They are. Yeah hella hella depressing so um you know the end i mean don't, i mean i imagine we've all watched it but you know the end is just mad like when he comes to that realization it's like ah yeah ah you come to that realization maybe a day ago you know what i'm saying it was mm. yeah it's one, of, it's one of those ones but yeah i just think it is it is a really dope film really very great i only watched it for the first time last or during lockdown anyway oh interesting um, yeah, yeah yeah and um I, I told myself i just wanted to watch a lot of those kind of films mm. so i watched uh paid him for watched uh Menace society i watched a couple others as well so yeah i've got a fresh kind of take on it yeah um yeah, i think it's a very strong like especially for that era when those type of films are coming out yeah yeah it's mm. definitely like up there as far as i like, one of the greatest yeah. So, yeah that's for me like a sponge bro like that you're right at that time i was like i need to know more and more and more about this culture and this is just one of them things that kind of hit me hard on that and you know the funny thing is that my white mates watched it with me and they were so in it and they're not even hip-hop fans and it was just interesting to translate that way as well um it's again what, what, what are you saying to menace man um yeah i think it, it's a movie it's a film that certainly has a place uh in the overall, um, like the history. And I think it, you know, it fits all the criteria here. Uh, MC8 is in there, AWACS. Of course. Um, you know, and beyond, you know, it, it's a glimpse. It's like a, oh, I've seen the word fatalist being yeah. applied. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's definitely like a, a, a fatalist glimpse into, um, I guess gang culture and, 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 or, or more so like West coast, specifically like West coast yeah. gang culture, or then how then that has to now, like a lot of that mentality was then came out and, and, and has been present in its various, various forms, various forms, environments throughout, like, so for instance, like throughout the States, like different so-called hoods or different so-called like inner city um, environments where like, the system is at play, you know what I mean? The system is present in the way that it is, which creates like these, these sorts of, uh, the things that then lead to people growing up in conditions that, that of like a survival first, mm. you know what I mean? Survival is priority or whatever. And you know, that manifests in, 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 a, in, in a lot of ways, many, many, which can be determined as, or, or seen as like toxic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's like, this is all, this is like someone who's like, 
extremely traumatized, extremely hurt. That's what we're talking about old dog, but like, it's weird to see like when Jim Jones and uh, the game and all that shit was happening, like a big smack DVD kind of like early mid to mid two thousands era. Yeah. And folks were like, kind of like fetishizing O dog as like this, like hero icon type, you know? And I I can see that. Yeah. Like I, so honestly I've left menace back in the nineties. Like I've not really revisited it because it just like Yemi, you said, it's like, it, it, it depresses me. Mm. Uh, and it's like, it's one of those things that I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of leave it where it's at. It's mm. not, it's not something I, I, I tend to, uh, want to engage with. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't get much enjoyment out of it. Um, and mm. nor like, you know, but I could see, you know, I could see the, I could see some of the treasure there. It's just, yeah. you know, as a, <clears throat> I might, yeah, I don't know. I just, there's a lot there that I, I, I kind of, in seeing like how it's kind of like gotten adopted, I can uh, see I that. Find, like a little that's boys in the hood for me. You know what I mean? Boys in the hood as well. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boys yeah, in the hood yeah. for sure. Yeah, I've got, I've got that for boys in the hood. I, I just Boy. can't go back to it. Yeah, it's that thing mm. where um, I don't know. It's it's that, it's powerful for me. It's it's, pa- it's it's so when I watch films from Gaspar Noé or like Michael Haneke, I don't know if you know those guys' work, but. That is not a pleasant That's experience. Right. It's not a sit down. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this Gaspar Noé film. You're not, but I want to feel right. something, right. and I want to feel something different to what right. definitely what Hollywood's giving right now. Because it is probably the worst state it's ever been in my life. I feel in my living life, I don't think Hollywood is ever going to give me the stuff that is going to make me feel something and to genuinely feel something. Uh, Menace still does that for me. And I understand that it is very much of its time as well, though. But we still have the same old problems as well, I suppose, in, in a lot of ways. And that kind of people being left behind type of shit. And people making them decisions that, you know, you think, fuck, just fatal. Like I said, very fatalistic. Um, but you know what? Big up Bill Duke, by the way. Because just on that other tip, you know, that whole scene about, you know, you done fucked up now, don't you? Like, I still see that getting played out everywhere i'm like fuck that was like to me i thought that was just my little thing where that bill duke scene was so like iconic and i never knew other people really like love that scene and bang everyone still talks about that bill duke scene in the the interrogation room so yeah uh big up bill duke generally anyway so yeah fair play uh so right yemi you got your last one man what 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 have you got for your last one mate oh man this was the easiest one um because i love this film with all my heart whether it's actually a hip-hop film, you know, we can debate it. Cam was debating it himself. Ended up not being on his list. Oh. CB, CB4. <laughs> CB4. CB4 okay. is, is, is my fave. All my life, I wanted to be a rapper. But nothing seemed to work. Then I got a new idea. Let's turn ourselves into gangster rappers. Are you aware that your band might be arrested for indecency tonight? Cell Block 4 is not afraid to go to jail. Cell Block 4 is from jail. It would only be like sending them home. And under no circumstances are you to perform Sweat of My... God, I just love that I don't give a damn hip-hop attitude. It's so real. You brothers have created something so nasty. You had that concert, you died. Now, CB4 is one of the hottest hip-hop groups to come on the scene in a very, very long time. MC Gusto, but in prison I'm known as 
97-KY. CB4 is misogynistic, and I don't think they like women. Elemental P-14. This is not just a movie about rap music. It's about much, much more. From the world's most notorious self Fellas, what are you doing? We're filming. Hey, come don't push her. Come on, come that back. That's mine. Dash 7 dash 14 to the third power. I thought I was hardcore, man. You ain't tough. There are some real kids out there who are gonna kick your narrow. I probably watched it like 10 to 12 times. And even though, yes, it's a spoof, yes, it does poke fun into the whole gangster rap thing. Mm. Um, I mean, you just gotta think about the people who are actually in it, like. Obviously, Chris Rock is not a rapper mm. and, you know, he's, he's the star, but, you know, he's clearly a huge fan of the music, of the culture. So mm. I think for me, he gets a pass. Mm. But even in the in the opening scenes, you've got, you know, Flavor Flav, you've got Ice Cube, Ice-T, Eazy-E, all making, all making these appearances, talking about this MC Gusto and the CB4 group mm -hmm. as well. So they're very much in character. They're within the story. Mm. So they're very much taking part in the, in, in the spoof in and of itself, even though they're from the culture, that it's mm. spoofing, so, you know, Inception. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, mean, I, I, think, I think it just speaks to, I think it just speaks to, to gangster rap at the time, generally, like how yeah. it was received in the streets, how it was received, you know, outside of the streets, the outrage it was getting, um, you know, it has a dope hip, a soundtrack, Public Enemies on it, mm. BC Boys, BDP, Filushnikins. Um, it just, it's just really, really funny as well. Um, I just I find myself uh, screaming straight out of low cash just randomly sometimes. <laughs> um, I think I know Dead Mike's verse word for word. Don't don't ask. But you know, um, I think I know it word for word. So yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's just a dope like, especially at the time. I feel like it was very much like it might have been ahead of its time because I think hip hop back then, obviously, especially with gangster rap, um, it was still. I mean, it was already it, it had been established. But I think at the time it might have been a bit brave for yeah. Chris Rock to do because of the culture. And, you know, he's not necessarily like a gangster or anything. So he's kind of outside of it. Mm. But, you know, it's the fact that people actually looked at it for what it was and thought, okay, this is just a funny idea. Let's just run with it. Um, and I think it came out really well. I think Charlie Murphy was was a dope, like rest in peace. Charlie Murphy, he was, he was, he was amazing in it as well. Um, you know. Dead Mike and um, <laughs> Stab Master. Sarah, <laughs> I mean, that, that name did not age well, but we move. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they were dope. I'm Black Yar and I'm Black Yar. I mean, we all, <laughs> we all, that one as well. That still gets uh, played. Jimmy, it still gets played. Still mm. gets played. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just love the film. I just love the film. I think it's just something that I will always go back to and I'll always enjoy. I'll always take something new. Um, and yeah, man. Chris Rock, it probably helps as well that Chris Rock is like my favorite comedian ever as well. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much love most of what he does. Um, but yeah, man, CB4, that's my, yeah. uh, that's my, my all-timer right oh, there. Okay. Uh, again, like I said, it was it was, it was was on honorable mentions. I think it does two things really well. One, I think at a time, especially as you said, to have fun in hip hop and let fun make, like make fun of itself, if you know what I mean. And I think that spinal tapism to it is, is great. And it's uh, that parody is, is, is great to it. And uh, I think the second thing is that, that real, you know, being real in hip hop and like the faking it, like faking it till you make it, I suppose is that what these guys are doing. But it's also like, there is this issue of what is real, even to this day, like if you're real or not, you know, that kind of thing. So um, mm. yeah, CB4, good shout, man. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, good social shout. commentary as well. Social commentary, because it's also like, you know, there's Mini Vanilli at the time. There's Vanilla yeah. Ice. There's, 
MC Hammer, there's, it's kind of speaking to that as well. So it, mm. as much as it's a spoof, it's also a commentary on what people are perceiving to be a problem in hip hop, people pump faking, people perpetrating, mm. and it hits it quite well on yeah. the head. I, I know Fear of a Black Cat came after, but I think uh, the reason I, I, I think Fear of a Black Cat really attacks all the tropes so well of like changing to be, I think we had Master Ace on uh, a few years ago on the pod and he was saying, you know, hardcore hip hop was like, uh, you know, one thing. And then G-Rap, uh, Gangstrap came out, it became a different thing completely. And then he'd hear MCs three years ago on New York radio now, three years ago, they're all about, you know, uh, hippie power and all this stuff. Not hippie power, but you know what I mean? Like the, that kind of De La Soul-esque energy. And now they're talking about, like fucking killing people. You're like, oh, hold on a minute. What's happened here? And I think fear of black cat really attacks that kind of the tropes of it really well. But uh, yeah. And you know, sometimes you don't need to overly intellectualize stuff. And I think sometimes it's just nice to just, uh, I think if you're a black cat, they try to intellectualize every single thing where they're like, you know, we were slaves and, you know, we were too hot in the sun and now we got hats and now we can, or is it, you just want to really wear hats and have a kind of, I don't know, either way. But um, gang, what, what were you saying to see before? Or fear of black cat. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen either of those in oh, okay. full. Um, but I do appreciate the commentary aspects uh, and, you know, like the cartoonizing of, um, of like the trope that is, really more so like the industry cashing in on rap yes. and like cashing in on a uh, culture they have nothing to do with and, you know, creating this like give and take system uh, or interplay between like, I like if you're an aspiring artist, you got to fit this mold and then we'll make you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll create or, or pump more air into this so-called genre to then, you know, fit you into, so to speak. So like, mm. you gotta be the gangster rapper. I mean, you know, gangster rap, like when I teach teach my learners or whatever, like, um, you know, we talk about like, I talk about like the whole like censorship and uh, the, 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 the chain link between like the censorship movement um, and how gangster rap was kind of born, partially born out of that, as far as like media's portrayal and the media spreading that term gangster rap yeah. into households that had, you know, that, that into white households, essentially, you know what I'm saying? Being mm -hmm. like, okay, like this is what you got to be afraid of. And this is like, you know, criminalizing like, um, mostly like black men, you know, expressing themselves and, 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 or rather reporting on the situation, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, a system, uh, flew through their neighborhood and 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 caused you know, created this environment, mm. this foul environment. You know what I mean? So like, uh, I, I I you know I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that like there is that sort of like poking at the ribs of mm. of um, kind of like the both sides of it, where it's just like okay, like yeah, like you're gonna pump fake, you're gonna you know dress the part or whatever, whatever. Um, to get on, so to speak, but also like the industry itself is asinine and creating this environment to then they they want the pump fake like they're creating an uh, an environment to 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 mm. sort of um, perpetuate more pump fake. I see it. Yeah, so, it's like a cycle. You know what I mean? And, mm. Yeah, I mean it's the same. You know, we saw that shit, and you know, we don't have to be a West Coast. It don't have to be like an NWA thing. Like we saw that thing. We saw that here a bunch of times. Like I mean, Master Ace 
Slaughterhouse album, like that's half the album is like a com like I feel like it's a it's a it's a joke play on, you know, people dressing up and, and waving guns in videos and you know having hoodies and whatnot and like just mm. trying to look tough tough you know screwing their face up or whatnot um meanwhile they were like this you know the so-called softest kids in school or whatever you know like that's yeah. that whole thing of like you know acting the part so to speak so um yeah i you know i, I think cb4 got a bad rap when it came out around around here because it was like I mean, Common has that, that line. I didn't see C before because I heard that shit was whack. Yes. Because uh, yeah. it was like, oh, it's a rap movie, but it's like goofy. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, what's it? The, um, the, oh, what's the word? Shit, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, like, like the card, like the, the play, like the meme of, in, in, in if it's modern day, it was like the memification of this it's thing. Like a documentary. Yeah, like the mockumentary aspect mm. of the element is what was lost on a lot of us when it first came out. Not necessarily that we thought this was like a serious movie, but we were mm. just like, ah, some corny, like yeah. tongue in cheek shit or whatever. But like, you, I can appreciate it, uh, especially after this conversation for, mm. you know, what it does point to. And, you got to remember, uh, it's rock. So Chris Rock is a, his craft is to yeah. be a comedian. So he knows yeah. about the mockumentaries of the past, you know, and then what Pryor's right, done and stuff like that. So this is his. I suppose this is his like, well, this is my culture. This is the music I love. And this is my interpretation of that with my comedic craft. So it's that kind of mm-hmm. meshing of the first time, one of the first times it's been done properly. Um, right. But yeah, no, absolutely. I love that, man. Let's jump into the chat before we round this up then. Uh, what we've got here, Chris Morale. I've got two bad movies. Go on, go. Right quick, right quick. One of those, uh, I'm going to tell you who it is. Uh, one of my picks gets... Uh, Steve Piper blows up one of my one of my next picks. Oh, so, do you know yeah. what then? Let's before I'm going to go back into the chat, but just name your pick then now, and then and then I'll go into that chat. What what is your see? Last this is your last pick, right? Or you got two? This more? is my. I got two more, but right. yeah, I this this one could be pretty whatever. Yeah, um, King of New York. Oh oh, Frank White is a free man. How come you never came to see me? Who wanted to see you in a cage, man? He served his time. What can we expect from the reformed Frank White? I want to be mayor. He paid his debt. Go someplace where you can stay out of trouble. But some things don't change. From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. You're waiting years for this. I know what you're up to, White. Forget it. I'm going to make you and your friends disappear long before that. Are you arresting me? Frank's Park Avenue attorney can get him out in 10 minutes. 10 minutes later! I feel no remorse. I got a quarter million dollar contract on anyone involved in this case. The cops tried to stop him their way. I'm not your problem. I'm just a businessman. Now they'll have to do it his way. There's only one way to get Frank. Christopher Walken, King of New York. You expected to get away with killing all these people? I never killed anybody that didn't deserve it. Hey, it's been, been on my list for a while. Yeah? I, oh, it's a watch. Oh, yeah, one to watch. watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I mean, Christopher Walken. <sighs> 
uh, was it Lawrence Fishburne, right? Lawrence Larry. Fishburne's he's, in it? he's known as Larry in this time. Larry. He went from Fishburne, Larry right. to Lawrence. <laughs> and I'm more about Larry. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Larry is Larry. a G. Larry is definitely a G. Um, uh, you know, there is, there, I mean, it's a schoolie, like schoolie D is being played throughout, which is weird because schoolie D is Philly. But, yeah. you know, nonetheless, it, that's kind of like the weird, that's like almost like a Jarmushism right there. It's yes. just like, okay, like, strange pairing of universes that aren't quite directly connected but mm. like there is that interlope but um you know so we have the schoolie d like two songs saturday night is on there i think and that's mm. like a classic schoolie d joint uh, apart from psk and um the other joint uh uh looking at my was it looking at my what looking at my Gucci about that time that shit anyway mm. point being um christopher walking probably one of the illest illest dudes uh I don't think he's had any any crazy track record situation. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, he seems like a jovial, jovial person. And I, I know people who have like met him in real life and said he was just cool as shit. So he'd he, like, he be stoned half the time or whatever. So he's cool. Um, and dancing, you know what I mean? So and shout, out to, shout out to dancing Chris Rock. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Christopher Walken. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, the, that's the four and a half hours of sleep. Um, oh, God bless you. Any movie that has a cop being who's any any movie that has a cop whose head gets run to the fire hydrant from a car, I'm in. I'm all in. So that's it for me. Bro, King of bro. New York. Also, Go. King of New York, way better than Scarface. Okay. Fuck Scarface. I mean, <laughs> Racist ass Scarface, too. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Do you know what? I, I'm here I'm for what? that take. Scarface is very overrated. Yeah. It like, is. And, it's it's oftentimes those two being kind of put against each other because of like the whole, you know, drug kingpin, mm. build your empire. Like yeah. these are like the like I guess like precedent set uh, type joints or whatever in in the in the in the um, in the in the narrative. So like, yeah, no, um, uh, King of New York all the way. Uh, I think I'll take Christopher Walken over Al Pacino to be honest. Like oftentimes or on screen or whatever. Oosh. Yo, I love it. I love at, this. At, yo, Christopher Walken's monologues will body bro, Pacino. Let's not even go to true romance, bro. Let's not even go there. Let's not do it. Oh, God. Imagine that's yeah, more that's... Hopper's, Hopper's monologue, really, but both of them together. Oof, yeah, no, I mean, Chris, Christopher Walken made true romance like even better for me, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to stand by that. Do you know, if, if you're talking about drug pick kingpin films, quickly, just I need to make this. I, I, I find this uh-huh. all the time, and I'm on my own platform now, so I've got to say it. Unprofet. You can't talk about gangster films and not talk about Unprofet. I'm not sure if you've watched mm. Unprofet, but Mm-mm. it is unbelievably good and uh yeah so uh, if anyone's ever watched that a prophet it's like about four got about 10 years old now watching the cinema french film fucking incredible but uh, yeah absolutely wow. it's not hip-hop though right. i don't even know there's any hip-hop in it so can't can't crowbar it into this but you know what right. I, I i didn't king of new york is one of my probably top 20 all time i didn't even think of it as a hip-hop film that's how beautiful hip-hop is i forgot that schoolie d's in there and you got that yeah it could easily be a hip-hop film so this is where the you know and i'm glad that it's in your five like that because i think i've never seen a scene where i've got to that point where i still think it to this day mm. jamie have you watched uh, you haven't watched have you watched king of new york no you haven't right i have i have not right i'm not going to spoil it then but all i'm going to say is uh police funeral limousine yeah. and uh uh, I think all he says is, uh, hey, yo, I think that's all he says. 
and that's mm. all you need. And that scene is 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 incredible. So yeah, I hope I haven't spoiled too much there for people out there. But this, by the way, I should have said this at the top. This has got spoilers. This whole episode is going to have spoilers in it. But yeah, <laughs> me, I'm, I'm trying. I'm try, I should have said Very that sort of three hours ago. Uh, but yeah, yeah, either way, yeah, King of New York, absolutely love that. Uh, let's see what people are saying then. Um, also, sampled a bunch of times too. Obviously, mm. you guys got fat one. You know what I mean? I see you whole... get past that. I was away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't Absolutely. Sell Don such a point. I don't want to, you know, whatever. Don Bag getting sold and da 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 yeah. without me. Yeah. Although There's I don't know that, if I've then, heard. Yeah. So go on. Uh, someone more recently used the whole part, but the, you you guys got fat. That whole that shit has been sampled. That's Griselda all day long. Oh, that's Griselda. That's, sh- I mean, that's that. It's it must be in a Griselda. It must be. It's the, made for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The first time I definitely, I think the first time I heard that sampled. Uh, I don't know if the I don't know if Scarface would have used it, but I feel like um, mm. I feel like uh, it was on Al Tariq, which was a uh, fashion from the oh. Beat Nuts. His solo album. He has a song called Crime Pays. It sampled Crime Pays in Mad Ways, the Ra- Raekwon line or whatever. But then. In the background, you guys got fat. I think, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly. Now you got, now you got to test me on that. But no, 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 I love um, that. I love that. That's a, it's a good, good album. Good, good, like slept on album. Uh, yeah. from like the independent, independently released uh, rap. It's Argento, rap isn't it? Is it Argento? Do that for no, it's not Argento. Oh, what the hell is his name? I can't remember. But yeah, the yeah director as well. Fair play, the director's. Oh kills yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, it's not Argento. Subway scene too. The subway scene. Subway is crazy. scene, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm waiting for them to uh, sample Larry Fishburne saying, "I'm going to town to get my knob polished," which I always found was really yeah. weird because <laughs> I remember listening to that as a kid. I think I watched King of York really early, and I remember thinking, "They say knob in America? No, they don't. That's such oh, an wow. English term yeah. for me." And I was like, "Lawrence, Larry Fishburne's recording is going to get my knob polished." What? Um, but yeah, no, it, it, his character is incredible, by the way, in that whole film. He's got the rope. Yeah, he's got the rope chain. Rope, he's kind of got like, yeah. The teeth. He's, he's, oh, yeah. The, teeth, the gold teeth. Yeah, yeah he's unbelievable. Uh, so what we're saying here, Chris Morale, I've got two bad movies for us, Baller Blocking and Eastsiders. Now, Eastsiders I've never watched. I don't never even heard of Baller Blocking, so I don't know if you guys have, but yeah. Um, um, I think that's... Uh, Either a, a master uh, no limit joint or a, ah. maybe a cash money joint. Okay, okay. If they, if they ever did a movie, but it's something from yeah from the south. For right, sure. right. And or, the or it's, or oh, sorry. It's got Mac Ten. It might have Mac Ten in it. Ah, I don't know. Oh, anyway. oh, there we go, Mac Ten. Why not? Uh, the <laughs> substitute bit big up. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while, but I know. Cool, like, cool. <laughs> I know Call of Culture love that. Love that. Uh, I think uh, all their patron tiers are substitute tiers, which is great. Uh, oh, one of my honorable mentions, Higher Learning. Higher Learning. It, uh, big up Omar Reps, man. Same. Big up Juice. Same. Big up fucking... Um, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Love Higher Learning. Uh, fucking any Rappaport. movie... Any- Yo, all right. So any movie that has Michael Rappaport getting stomped out, yeah. win. Let's go. <laughs> spoiler, fuck by Michael way. Rappaport. <laughs> fuck Michael Rappaport. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's the best kind of spoiler. Love that one. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, t- I tell you what, he, that that Enticing, turn in that film, enticing. he plays that one so perfectly. Him, it should be because you. Hate I wonder him. why. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. You fucking hate <laughs> hate that guy exactly. Uh, so Osman Itbar, speaking about movies, masterpiece Black Superman and Repos are truly awful. So bad they're good. I love a film that's so bad they're good. So yeah, I even watched that new Griselda one, Conflicted, where I was like, wow, this is yeah, 
Yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like King of New York is kind of a hip hop movie. Yep. There we go. Schooly D all over that. Uh, Rock and a Rope Chain and the Furry Kangol. Um, yeah, absolutely. Pff, one of my honorable mentions. And if Ray Ridge was here, this would have been in his five. Uh, so would White Man Can't Jump, by the way. He would have put that right at the top. But New Jack City feels like New a Jack film. City, yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel that. And uh, actually, if I remember correctly, my first ever hearing about samples and mortal technique, uh, a, a revolutionary one, I think he has that whole uh, Wesley Snipes courtroom mm -hmm. kind of scene where, yeah, uh, New York City, fucking amazing. What was she say again? Uh, Rock a ba ba baby. And you're like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm in, bro. These lines mm -hmm. are unbelievable. Uh, check out director commentary for King of New York. I, I will definitely do that. The director is out of his mind. You're brilliant. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. And I can't, it's, 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 Ferreira, Abel Ferreira. That's who it is. Abel Ferreira. Wait, sure. what? I'm pretty sure. Hey, it's, I'm pretty oh sure. Oh my God, that's crazy. Hold on. You okay, know, I'm just going to wow. lock this up now before people start coming at me in the comments because I know they're right. going to. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, yes, it is. Holy shit. Yeah, it's Abel Ferreira. I thought so. Yeah. Oh that my man's God. Got, he, and he is he out did. of his mind. So. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. did. Oh, geez. Drill a killer, man. That's it. Jesus. Drill a killer, man. But in fucking Bad Lieutenant. Come on, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yikes, so yeah, yikes. the guy is is a level. Sophia from Hobo Junction plays Harold. I, was, I knew it. I thought I, was, I thought it's Sophia. Yeah, so yeah, Sophia um, and uh, yeah, yeah, fair God. play. Oh, uh, fucking Hobo Junction reference, love that. Um, could we be friends with a person like Pac if you were constantly exposed to all the bad stuff he brought to him and his people? Says Chris Morale. I don't know if you're thinking that when you're in that zone, but yeah, I'm looking with a revisionist uh, lens. Uh, the guy who could get stomped out by Kane was also a rapper called Caffeine. Says Osman. Wow, man, these are from Benny Society. I'm sorry I didn't check in on you earlier. Uh, Tougher than leather with Run DMC, says Chris Morale. That's probably to a reference that we That's had earlier. Um, oh, man, this is on my honorable mentions and so got near my five, Aaron. I loved Clockers. Yeah, Clockers, that whole chat they have about hip-hop on the benches where they have that rap argument is fucking incredible. So yeah, Clockers, absolutely. Big up Richard Price, I think, wrote that. I think so. And obviously Aaron, Spike Lee. Aaron. Oh, Richard Price. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, yes, I think yes. he did. I think he did. Uh, and um, Lawrence uh, was Larry in Apocalypse Now, King of New York. Yes, Steve, big up. Uh, I love that. Um what else we got? Osman uh, have to run. Okay, so people, we've we've outlasted some of our patrons here. Amazing. <laughs> Eastside is a snoop in it. Okay, well that that already. I don't know if I need to be watching that, but I might do. Um, so have we got our last ones then, guys? Because I think I'm on my last one here, yeah. and it's a yep. very obvious one, but it's perfect. It is a perfect film with hip hop at its core. Probably by one of my most influential filmmakers in my life, Spike Lee. You've got he got game. You got clockers. Got bamboozled with most definite, but I think we're all going to 1989, aren't we? For the Criterion mm -hmm. Collection classic, Do the Right Thing. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's right there on my, on, my, on my thing up there for a reason. You want brothers on the wall? Love. Get your own place, you can do what you want to do. What I tell you about that noise? What I tell you about them pictures? You folks and brother talk to him. You the man. No, you the man. No, you the man. No, you the man. The first time you turn your back, boom. <laughs> Right here, man, in the back. Y'all take a chill. You like to sign a petition to boycott Tao's famous pizzeria? Hear me, what you ought to do is boycott that no good barber that messed up your head. And that's the double truth. Group. You know, deep down inside, I think you wish you were black. <laughs> Who told you to step on my sneakers? Who told you to walk on my side of the block? Who told you to be in my neighborhood? I own this brownstone. Who told you to buy a brownstone on my block in my neighborhood on my side of the street? I can't even hear myself think! <laughs>
from Spike Lee. Director of School Days and She's Gotta Have It. Good people, please! If we don't stop this and stop it now, we gonna do something we gonna regret for the rest of our lives. Doctor? Come on, what? What? Always do the right thing. Do the right thing. Where do you fucking start? What do you say, what do you say about a film that's had so many people talk about it? But I suppose with a hip hop lens, if you talk about it that way, um, uh, uh, the community. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the fucking community. The com- big up Bill Nunn, by the way, and, uh, and Radio Rahim, and and the the idea of a community being soundtracked by hip hop, but also jazz and soul, and the heart of it being Public Enemy, and the heart of it being one song of Public Enemies, and the heart of that being a guy who loves one song so much and i love that about radio rahim and it really makes me think about my own passions and what my support network and culture and neighborhood would let me just be with because i remember even one scene where radio rahim's there and i think some latino lads are like man why are you always playing that one song is because the one song i love this is the one song and everyone kind of just accepts that and then to see the love of hip-hop go from that and by no means is Radio Raheem perfect. Like life, no one is perfect. In this film, everyone has these shades of grey and as one of the first films I've ever seen show that. Uh, and I remember seeing this lad who, yes, you know, he might not be perfect, but he loves this boombox so much. He loves this song so much. And then when the moment the boombox is destroyed, it's a sign of a bigger fucking thing. Like this is the avenue. You could intellectualise it to the point where I don't need radio. I don't need your commercial, commercialized stations playlist to tell me what hip hop is what. I have my own personal boombox with a tape where I can walk around my own, you know, ends. And this is my soundtrack and I don't need it to be. And that personal freedom also with the freedom of, you know, this is hip hop and this is in 1989 where, my God, if you're stamping out hip hop, you're stamping out a culture and people. Like that, that's how you can look at it that way as well. So yeah, just a great fucking snapshot of probably one of the most complex fractured, like fucking community pieces I've seen on screen, I think. Uh, so yeah, for me, yeah, Chuck D, when he's shouting that 1989, it's like, come on, he, who else has ever delivered a number or date in hip hop with a fucking to this day a contemporary war cry you are on the cusp of some dangerous shit right now uh overheating fucking level of you know uh just power i suppose um yeah but before i toss it to you guys i do want to say one more thing about fucking rosie perez like i think that do the right thing it's talked about a lot right but i always love the fact that rosie perez despite her being maybe underwritten as a role her dance man in the first scene, it's fucking challenging. It's fucking muscular. It's aggressive. There's passion in it. And what I love is it is such a masculine, like art form and, uh, women are sidelined, uh, you know, bar a few that names that have risen. They have been sidelined in hip hop throughout the decade, eighties uh, and nineties so two decades. Right. And, uh, to have her as the full on, underwritten centerpiece of this fucking show. Uh, yeah. Just transforming it into that dance where she's just like, fuck it. Oh, I love that intro. So, um, 
yeah, man, I just think there's so much you could say uh, and to squeeze it in right now would almost do it a disservice, but let's try. Uh, so what, <laughs> what, what, what have you guys got, got for do the right thing? <sighs> I mean, the first time I watched it, it's been a while, I only watched it once and I watched it a while ago. Um, so a few of the references are probably, are probably lost. I remember watching it and thinking, yeah, this, this is a good film. Um, I'm not sure if I got the hype around it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I got how much of an important film it was. I just knew that I loved Fight the Power and I did like the kind of dying. I liked the film generally and what it was trying to say and stuff other, other than the ending. Mm. Um, but generally, I, I can I, now that I'm older and I can kind of see how passionate people are about it, I can see why it's such an important film for the culture generally, just because it relays that that hip hop culture. It kind of speaks to what were you know tensions between certain communities over the over the years and the decades. Um, so it's true to life in that form. Um, and you know, it's spikely just doing spikely things. So um, yeah. yeah. It's, I start to appreciate it a lot more now. Um, to be honest, I'm doing a rewatch. Um, but yeah, I could definitely appreciate it for what it is. Um, yeah, so I've got. Yeah, it's, be- it's beautiful, man, on a rewatch, on a good restoration as well. Like if you've got a good TV or, or if you go to mm-hmm. cinema, it'd be perfect to watch it. The colours, the heat, mm. the way they, the way he's in, put it all together is just beautiful. Uh, Gang, what, what, what are you saying, man? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I fear saying too much will be redundant. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. uh, like so much has been said about this film, uh, and rightfully so. I think it's like it's certainly at the at the top of. Uh, that's also the other one, Spike Lee movie. I, I love. You know, what I mean, Spike is has dropped off of the like the ledge. Uh, hmm. It's been a while since there's been a good like Spike Lee film, and you mm. can argue about the the was it the Five Bloods or whatever mm. shit's called the new one. What's it yeah. called? The, the, yeah, the Vietnam veteran. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which I just like something connected to me with that that has nothing to do with that movie, but the whole Five and Blood thing. But anyway, mm. um, I was just like, well, <laughs> uh, but and that, maybe he did that intentionally. You know, I don't know. I feel like he's a here and like the people he's around kind of are are, are weird like that, but um. I I want I say that that movie is like being a being around and being tapped in at that point. Like I mm. grew up on I grew up on like Public Enemy coming up, like from like listening to WBLS and Kiss FM to Video Music Box and seeing like Night of the Living Bassheads from mm. um, It Takes a Nation. So that was a year prior to yeah. Um, and then when the Fight the Power video came out, and it was like it was like almost like the thriller when Thriller dropped and it was like, Oh shit. Like we got to get around the TV and watch this. Like this is a long, it's like a longer, like grander production of a music video or, you know, music put to a visual. So like, it's like, yo, like they're in the neighborhood, they're walking, they're stomping through Bed-Stuy, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, Oh, this is crazy. And like, this mm-hmm. is like, what movie is this linked to or whatever? Like, Oh, like, you know, Spike Lee's all up in it or whatever. Later on, I didn't see do the right thing until I think I was in junior high. So a few right. years later, um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was clear as to what it was communicating. It resonated. And, um, you know, what's interesting to think about, well, there's two things I want to mention first being around that time and like what that movie portrays as far as like a summer, a hot summer day or hot summer moment, I'll just say, cause I don't, I, I don't remember if it takes place over the course it's of one day hours. Yeah. 
yeah. one day, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like a hot summer day in New York. It's like you could smell the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You could mm. see there's so much sensorial signaling throughout, like, you know, whether you're talking about like the pizza or, um, you know, like the pizza shop or, you know, just the ice cube scene, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and the water and hydrant and all the that. Water, shit, yeah. The, yeah, the crack in the hydrant mm. and, um, you know, just various, various shit. And then, you know, the little, little nod to like gentrification with the, the dude from Boston who's like, Come you know what? Is that something about like the Celtics or like Larry Bird's my favorite basketball player or he, some shit? He's got Bird like, on the back. This is where it ties into yeah. your idea of fashion, bro. Because this is right. where I learned about coding and what is mm. the hip hop code and ethics that I have to kind of learn and mm. the idea of stepping on someone's kicks being oh, that and like this is Gus Fring's kicks. Like, let's remember, this is Gus right. Fring's Breaking Bad's kick. Like the man who ruled Breaking Bad next to Heisenberg. You know, this is that guy. You know, this guy's gone on to do fucking incredible things in his career, and not just that, right. but like I love Mo Better Blues and all that shit as well. The way he's in that, yeah, bro, bro. another bank. Yeah, man, absolutely. And uh, when when he yeah when when they're running and and he he bumps into it and he's got a bird top on and he's got a magic top on, I think. And you're like, fuck, this is yeah. This is, does he have a magic mm -hmm. top? No, I don't even know if he has a magic top on, but he just has a bird top. And you're like, yeah, that says everything. He's wearing a Larry Bird Celtics top. It just was yeah, so loaded. And, um, and he owns the fucking uh, brownstone, brownstone, or whatever, yeah. Or like, yeah, you know, they allude to like some ownership of 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 the uh, the building. Mm. And like that right there is like, and so now looking back, like watching that movie and seeing what Bed-Stuy has become mm. and what Brooklyn as, not as a whole, but certainly a lot of my large part of Brooklyn has become through these decades and, you know, various um, chapters of New York, uh, hmm, uh, just being in the throes of, of gentrification is, is, is certainly like, cause I, I go to a park, you know, on, on a good week, three times a week out and I go, go to a spot called Herbert Von King. It's in, it's in like, it's in Bed-Stuy mm. and um, tech from Smith and Wesson still goes there. Like Damn. he's there out there with his kid, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Um, and then, you know, so like there's a community there and there's a certain, it's a specific thing. Like, you know, when you go to the park and you're working out or whatever, like y'all, generally all there for the right, you know, for the same reason. It's not like the gym where people like mirror, mirror whores, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you're not like, like the, the gym bros are like getting crazy in yeah, front of the yeah, mirror yeah, for yeah. themselves, you know, yeah. doing it for the gram, gram so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it's different when you're outside for the most part. And like, you know, you get, you get the OGs out there, like, you know, heads who are like 20 years, my senior, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm training folks younger than me or like my age or whatever, you know? And it's just like, there's yeah. that, there's that sense of like community that I like, yeah, I don't know. That's just, it's, 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 it's present. And it's something that then when you step out of the park, you see the splintering happen mm. immediately because you're now out of this like small bubble of it, like an ecosystem. And you're in this bigger, wider situation where it's just like, Oh, like this. Okay. So I know what's going on this block. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, like, why does this block look like upstate New York? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like a gentrified town in upstate New York. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, damn, like this is shit's changed. Like Crazy. more so back then, like, you know, you're talking about the turmoil and, and the clash between like the discrepancies or, or whatever that, the, that, that happens between like these, you know, um, when, 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 when folks are pitted 
seated next to each other, like so close. Cause mm. like, you know, space has always been an issue We're, we, we, we live on top of each other in New York. Mm. So like, there's a block here, there's a block there. But when you're talking about businesses being also like a limited source of real estate as well, like you're talking about, all right, well, there's, there's a Chinese spot over here across the street is the pizza spot. Mm. There's the, you know what I mean? This is the Coochie Fidio spot over on the corner, like the Puerto Rican spot or whatever, you know, like yeah. it's, it's so close knit that like there can be those tensions, but also there can be those, those understandings and those, like mm. those, those moments of like, all right, like, yo, like some fucked up shit just happened. Like we're all going to come together and stand, stand together against, mm. you know, it ain't always bright and pretty and, and, and kumbaya, so to speak. But like, yeah, but what is I, it? I love how, Right, exactly. I love how there's like the there that movie doesn't fail to speak to the duality or like those like multitudes in terms of like how people relate and uh, differences or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, it says it in the yeah. ending, right? It says it in the ending where where he's like Mookie throws the bin, and you're like, yeah, this is right. Like you said, it has these different multitudes. This guy hasn't been like this or like throughout the whole thing, and then bang, mm-hmm. like decisions are made over. Mm-hmm like catalyst stuff happens right so yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um do you know one thing actually I, did, I didn't know before before we cap it off was um uh so i think the sax at the beginning is like lift every voice and sing which is like a beautiful like kind of intro to the song and i think he wanted pub, spike wanted public enemy to be part of that and then they just wrote a whole new song which is like interesting mm. that they could have just done that and did a reinterpretation of that but he was like no we're just gonna write a whole new song and just lift the is the Isley Brothers? I think it's the Isley Brothers, isn't it? Um, Fight the Power? I think so. Uh, but yeah, no. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but well, big up, man. I, I appreciate that we we are showing love to this classic, this hip-hop film classic. Uh, so I think that's my five done. So I've got House Party. I've got Do the Right Thing. I've got Menace Society. I've got Lahane. And I've got Friday in my five. Uh, who's got some left? Oh, I have one left. Gang, what, what, what is your last one, mate? I also want to shout out Rosie Perez for still being in Brooklyn. Oh, big and, up. Is she going to know that? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's supposedly like a really nice person. And, you know, I've, I've had people who uh, literally like last weekend, I was talking to a friend who's uh, a Brooklyn native and she was just Amazing. like, yeah. Or, or she or her partner was like, yeah, like, yeah, no, Rosie's like, cool. I've served her. Wicked. Um, like, you know, she she tips well, basically. Put it like that. She's That's not an lovely. asshole. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, shout out to the Fly Girls and all that. You know what I mean? For um, sure. <laughs> yeah. I like. Well, J Lo kind of gets it has a cut off. Let's just put right. it like that. <laughs> that's a cut off. But you know, but that's that's a whole different thing. And you know, uh, so boom. I would say also an addition, an addition to my fresh. All the reasons why fresh is so such a great. Uh, or, or maybe at the top of my my pillar, so to speak. Mm. Um, there's just a little side note, really. It's fresh was also sampled on a Loud Records, uh, maybe you could say classic album, mid mm-hmm. uh, '90s uh, for the intro of Big Pun's Capital Punishment. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, <laughs> that is Punisher. Yeah. X-Men, that's baby stuff, Holmes. <laughs> the X-Men, that's baby stuff, home. All yeah. the cosmic powers ain't nothing. Uh, Punisher yeah. smoke, all them. Da, 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 da. It's like uh, yeah. the, the, the character of Chucky, the very, um, oh, yeah. say, 
colorful in terms of his his use of language but also like we used to cringe when you'd talk we'd be like yo imagine if that was your friend like we'd smack him across the head if, every time he'd utter a word because he'd be like yo i bust the stupid dope moves ah oh, we're like oh you're so <laughs> annoying but he plays the character to a t because yeah he has that when you watch the movie you'll you'll see my last my last one is uh um, 1998, Mark Levine of Levin, Slam, starring Saul Williams. Yo, son, as in so lost, simply because we are, we be the rising stars and suns that never set word up, Jack. You wrote something? My name is Lil Detroit, and I'm known as the big boy. Yeah, put some more at the end, though. My love is my soul's imagination, untainted. Eternal. His intergalactic freestyle jazz licks my ears. I'm here at the end of the road, which is the beginning of the road beyond time, but what that nigga did out there was just fascinating. I stand on the corner of the block, slinging amethyst rocks, dodging cops. There's an MC in the van. I'm looking for the magical door. That's what I need. This is my life. Oh, you think you're jumping up on? I know what the fear is like. I know what the pain is like. I know what it's like. I know what so like you know when you asked me this i was like let me not just say juice yeah yeah and boys in the hood i mean you know you gave me this list and i was like cool let me let me dig and you know some mm. of them were obvious and some some of them was like oh yeah that joint so slam slam is a ill movie to me one because well one it has it's saul williams who's mm. like i like to make the case that like he is a rapper as much as he is a poet or rather as much as any rapper is a poet mm-hmm I don't like to differentiate. I I I kind of despise the differentiation between like spoken word artist and rapper, because right. you're then taking a you're like then like doing this weird like divisive thing where the spoken word artist is something different than the rapper. Meanwhile, they both have the same idea, like the same core value of this love for bending for language and bending, mm. twisting, flipping language, yeah. um, with a rhythm. Like, you know, there's a rhythm in speech that we all have rhythm, how we, you know, in how we like speak and communicate. So like, you know, rhythm and poetry, right? Sure. That's so, exactly what it is. Rap. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, so, uh, and if you listen to Paul, if you listen to Saul Williams, like recording, recorded stuff, like he's rapping, like you can't mm-hmm. tell me otherwise. Same way uh, June Jordan is a rapper to me. Same way as like, you know, Sonia Sanchez is a rapper to me, like. In in you know maybe they won't they won't refer to themselves as such but like that shit like all the black arts movement stuff and um, you know like think about the last poets like those you know these are like the these are the folks the four the four people mm. um, of of what then became rapping as mm. well as like you know that's a tradition that gets passed to the street corner then it gets passed to the basketball court that gets passed over here classroom I mean the the lunchroom. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's like, come on, G. All right. So, you know, this is a, a lensing of um, 
you know, another like lensing of, well, I, this is, this is basically like fresh, but instead of the, let's be specific black male experience in America or in the inner city or whatever. And, and fresh takes place in New York. This one takes place in DC. Mm. Um, we're talking about not from the, not necessarily focused on the street politics of it all, or rather the, the street corner in terms of hustling politics of it all. But this one takes place and focuses more on, more so on the prison industrial complex. Right. And being that this is 98, this was a year after, uh, HBO's Oz made oh, it. Oh, it's after Oz. Okay. Yeah, ninety-seven. Oz came out. Right, Oz, yeah, Oz yeah. started in ninety-seven. Mm. And you know, like if anyone who's ever seen Oz, one like Oz was kind of ill because it was like, you know, we're doing this thing that they they were trying to like kind of they were like speaking to this 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 thing like they were speaking to like the prison industrial complex and like just the kill all you know, murder, like just the, like the cycle that prison and the pipeline that it can be, you know what I'm saying? Mm. The, 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 and kind of like almost like never ending cyclical nature that prison stands as, right. Mm. As like cats go do their thing, um, you know, get let out and recidivism you know what i mean like they boom back in again you know what i'm saying mm. well, what happened why are you out you were out in the world what happened it's just like oh you know couldn't stay away from the shit mm. you know what i mean and actually that happens uh you know to one of the cats who used to be a, a who is uh you know rest in power mom's the schemer who was in uh who's poet in oz like he's he and saul i used to watch them at the new Eureka poets cafe like those cats were like i don't know bone uh, um i don't know if uh if this cat was, if Mums was part of the slam team in 96, but like they, they were like the, they were part of like the, like the elite, so to speak. Mm. Like, I, like if you come around with your like slam team, we're sending Saul, uh, you know, Mums and Schemer, Sarah Jones. Oh wait, Sarah Jones. Wait, is it Sarah Jones? I'm bugging. Um, and uh, who else was it? Bo? And Bo's in this movie too. Bo's in, Bo's in slam. Right. Um, like we're gonna send them, send sick them, like get them on you, and you're gonna get you're you're out of here. You're like done. you're not fucking with these cats. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Epic records uh, on the soundtrack. Oh wow. Yo, all right. Well, all right. We want to talk about the soundtrack. The soundtrack is. I'm just looking at it. Yeah, it's amazing. What I also what I'm trying to say is like this isn't Shaw. This isn't like a prison movie like Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Or like, you know, this isn't a, this is a much more specific um, retelling, so to speak. You know what I mean? So, and they, it goes into like the slang as well. Like there's like a D, it's a very like, from what I understand, I mean, it's a very like, it's a lot of prison slang. There's a lot of like, I guess like DC slang in there too. So right. you have that as well. Um, that's present. Um, and then, you know, the, the soundtrack is crazy. It's, it's chock full of, um, yeah. fam. Mob Deep, uh, you know, murder music era Mob Deep. Yeah. Um, you have big, you have pun on there. You have Goody Mob and Estero. Uh, cool, Estero man. being in their tr- in in her trip hop mode at that point. Um, Estero's Amazing. in Canada, I believe, which is like that's a bugged out um, collaboration. You got Nori. Uh, you got Black Rob. Bro, you, you have- got ODB and Coolio. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm here for that. Absolutely, yeah. the park. And you've got Uma yeah. track. You got an Uma track on here. Yeah, you got a Q-tip joint with uh, with Dilla most likely in there because it's it's Let's produced go. by the Uma. You got Capadonna and Takitha. Unbelievable. Um, oh, that's that. Yeah, mathematics know. on the beat as well. Whew. Okay. Right, and then you have like. Uh, you know, the performances by like Saul Williams, uh, Bones Malone, who, you know, mm. a lot of people know Bones Malone as a writer for The Source, like OG, yeah. um, Mind Squad. Um, so, you know, he's in the movie and he's, 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 he's on the, he's like the first, yeah, his like, his performance is uh, the first track on the soundtrack. Right. Um, Sonia Son, so, is it Sonia? Sonia Son right. from um, the, the Wire, right? Yeah, she's, she's in it. Kima. She's in it. Yeah, Kima, right? Yeah. Kima from The Wire. Right. So, um, yeah. I need we to got watch Dead this, Pre bro. Dead Press joint. I don't, Dead Press as well. I don't think it's I've got, ever checked this joint. I, do, I genuinely don't know. It's just passed me it's by. A, it's pretty beautiful. It's a it's a, it's a ill movie. I, I definitely, it's like one that I always, like, I haven't revisited it enough, to be honest. Mm. Um but it's one that like stood out and I was like, it's one that I got the soundtrack for off mm. rip. Cause I was like, Oh, the, to me, I thought the soundtrack came out on loud records. Cause it had pun. Mob it looks D, like that. Yeah. Um, you know, got woo on there as uh, well. Dirty dead press. Like mm. it has like, you know, yeah, it's got woo brand Nubian who were on uh, loud mm. for a second, or at least they were on like a lot of loud stuff. Like, um, yeah. So I'm seeing here one up at Sundance and can, so fuck, man. I don't know where, where I was sleeping at this point, but yeah, the fact that it's one at Sundance in Cannes is is pretty huge, man. Yeah, uh, Yemi, have you have you seen have you seen Slam? Literally the first I'm ever hearing of it. Um, but yes, another I really felt your... so. So I'll definitely be checking it out. I was about to say another one for your notes, my man. Your notes are extensive, and I'm looking like, forward to your. Like <laughs> I'm looking forward to your. I'm looking forward to your uh, 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 responses, Batman, to these. But. Um, yeah, no, I've got to check this. And this is what I love, man. They, they these You've brought some gems today, to be fair, gang. You have brought yeah. some deep, deep pulls. And not just on the films, the soundtrack. So I know, and the belly soundtrack's getting played straight away, man. Absolutely. Tomorrow <laughs> morning, I'm getting that played. So big up, Yemi, for bringing that as well. But um, yeah, I think that's a solid fives all round, guys. This has been long i appreciate your endurance especially gang who's had like four and a half hours sleep so the endurance <laughs> big up yourselves man for bringing it and um i seen i just i just peeped something on this on the slam uh background real quick okay you know, have y'all seen the hbo i'm sorry to cut this like just you just derail i just derailed the whole shit no no not at all not mark, at all mark levin who did who directed slam mm -hmm. in 98 or so it was released in 98 1993, he directed uh, fucking um, Banging in Little Rock on HBO, the shit about like gang culture in like Little Rock, Arkansas. I've never <laughs> seen that. It's like, it's YouTube, that shit. It's, it's bizarre. It's like sad and bizarre and crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is like a, this is like a kind of like a cult, like one of those documentaries that's like people like, like, oh, you seen that joint? Like, Right, banging it's, little it's rock. weird. It's like, yeah, Arkansas. Like, people are like, what the fuck is oh, what happens? Arkansas? We, you know, yeah. back then, you're just like, Arkansas is a bunch of haystacks and you know, rednecks. <laughs> like, you know, no disrespect to people in Arkansas mm. and, and folks who aren't like, yeah, <laughs> rednecks, basically. <laughs> but, like, yeah. um, but you know, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's something that definitely lends is an interesting side of like 
the culture and kind of like the culture of like, okay, this is a byproduct of what potentially a byproduct of like what gangster rap has shown these kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or has been sold to as to these kids. So there's that. So uh, he has that on his track record, uh, much better than Boaz Yakin, who uh, after Fresh and before Fresh did The Punisher, oh. ugh, uh, like the first Punisher. <laughs> Thomas like, J- no, the, no, no. Punisher. Not, he didn't direct it though. He, but he has some sort of like, he, his name is associated, which is bad enough. Right. And then, you know, I think he did like, um, he has some, it, Fresh is the only movie you should watch. Okay, five, right. Five, okay, five. fair enough. So, I was going to say, because The Punisher is the one character, Frank Castle deserves a proper showing, man. Come on. But yeah, either way, th- th- there we go. <laughs> uh, so let's have a look. Chris, Chris, uh, big up Hurricane Gloria. Uh, yeah, uh, well, is that, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Rosie Perez, we've got to talk about her White Men Can't Jump as well, because she's incredible in that. But yeah, that was that was one of mentions, White Men Can't Jump. Um, yeah. Well, I've got a few here, actually, but I'm just going to run these as a list, pretty much, because we've done this for three hours. But any that we might have missed, <laughs> I had extensive notes on 8 Mile, and I, and I was really, like, waiting to see what people would say about this. Um, but mainly because um, one of my favourite periods of my life was, you know when you realise if I can participate in this culture? I can't rap, I can't rhyme, I can't make beats. But how do you participate in a culture if you can't? It was very much in the UK hip-hop indie scene, uh, from the late 90s to the early noughties and a lot of it was in battling and a lot of it was in mm. uh, the battle scene here mm. and that's how I had my kind of footprint in in rap uh, and yeah and, and that that became this film which was like oh this is our Rocky this is our Rocky then this is our like kind of so I remember going to the cinema and seeing Battleheads and just all of them be like eh. so for despite all the Eminem flaws despite all the other um, things you can put at this film I think there's that little element to it which has always always hit me hard um, well we've got whilst well these are the older ones that I think we have to name even though yes. uh, you know Wild Style has to be named uh, we talked about Juice I think Above the Rim has to be named although that mm. is maybe more of a sports film but I kind of loved Above the the soundtrack, the first kicking off the pack, uh, uh, first song that it comes in on is unbelievable. See before how high we talked about belly and uh, New Jack City straight out of Compton. You talked about uh, don't be a menace to South Central whilst drinking juice in your hood. I just wanted to see what people thought of this film. I, I haven't watched it in years. I have a fear it's aged really badly, but it's the Wayne Brothers, and we can't deny the fact that they have an imprint. So, um, oh yeah. And I've got higher learning here as well. And then just quick shout outs to mid nineties. Uh, I thought there was something about that film that really hit me. And I don't know why I still really like watching that film, but it's got some real sad bits to it, but also like, you know, some really interesting bits from uh, is Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill's uh, life and relationship to hip hop, uh, including that sick Mob Deep uh, poster in his brother's room. I was like, I wish I had that poster. Such a wicked poster. Uh, Dope. I've got here from a few years ago. I really enjoyed that. Deep cover. Man, that's Lawrence Fishman, I think, and love deep cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Poetic Justice. I thought that was one that I grew up on and uh, my sisters would always watch. Beat Street, Cush Groove. uh, And then Mm -hmm. a very interesting shout out to Office Space because it's not really a hip hop (laughs) film at all, but it uses two Ghetto Boy songs brilliantly so i'm brilliantly, not sure Max. i'm not sure if i could call it a hip-hop film but um yeah a white i don't know if you ever watched office space yemi but uh 
it's, oh what it's oh yeah really, you, heard of it? it's, you have a ball with that one bro it's so funny right, yeah. to this day i watched it about a few months ago but the idea of a, a, a white man driving in traffic rapping along to every lyric with all his heart to some gangster hip-hop song until a black man with fucking i think he's got like uh, newspapers comes to and he locks his door and turns the news and it's almost like you get hot under the collar watching anything oh my god mate are you seriously doing this and then as the guy walks away he pumps it back up again you're like shit that's an uncomfortable truth that a lot of people have to deal with now i bet you know that that, mm. that shit that you used to do um so yeah no office space my random off the wall hip-hop shout but guys mm. thank you so much for jumping on this has been I've got a couple more honorable mentions. oh have you sorry I got I got one, I got and i got I one know. more after after yemi oh so wow, i'm so say, sorry was- go that's all good. I was I was gonna say eight mile as well, mainly because mm-hmm. of the use of um shook ones, time's up, and last days. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Shook, shook ones on that exposed a whole new generation to Mob Deep, I feel. I think there was Eminem fans, just Eminem fans, and they hear that tick, 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 and you know, oh no, there's a whole underbelly to Eminem, mate. You gotta check. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love that, Yemi. Yeah, I love that. 100 percent um, I've also got Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, just because 50 Cent Story is something that, you know, is very, it's always been very, very interesting to me. Um, and even though the film itself is what it is, um, it's still got some good names in it. And the story itself is something that I really uh, resonated with. So mm. I'll put that in there as well. Okay. And my, and my last one, Hustle and Flow. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's flow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, 36 Mafia won an Oscar off that shit. Yeah. I mean, come on. That is iconic shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. That did. Hard out here for. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Yeah. I had to put that one in there. No, no, no. Love that. Okay. Fair play to you, man. Fair play to you. I thought you could say how high two for some reason. Or the, or the, you know the how high one with little yachty? I thought you were going to put that one in there or something. I thought, is it going to be some off yeah, yeah. DC Young Fly. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, wow. yeah. yeah, that's an odd film, man. That's an odd film. Uh, Big Up Cabbages, by the way. Big Up Cabbages podcast, because they did a whole podcast on that film. <laughs> wow, you went there. Oh, wow. So yeah. Uh, uh, Geng, what, what was your what was your honorable mention, man? My my honorable mention would be um well someone said clockers in the chat. Mm. I would say clockers uh being a pretty decent Spike Lee film. If not, maybe, maybe better. Uh I mean it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable watch. Um I love clockers for the fashion. Yeah. It, it, what, like I think hockey jerseys, mm. very, very forgotten relic. Uh, well, not forgotten, but like kind of overlooked. Like people go to like, like there was a big, like, pe- people fuck with like the, the football and basketball jerseys heavy. Mm. That's also has to do with like how popular the NBA and the NFL are or whatever and amongst like just um, in, in America. You know what I mean? And football as in like NFL and obviously not soccer or football as, you, yeah, as yeah. the rest of the world knows it, right? <laughs> so um, like the very troubled and and weird space that that is, uh, as well as the NBA though, to be real. Mm. Um, uh, so Clockers does that very well. Clockers, Clockers, there's something with the color too in Clockers. Like, yeah. You know, and I, a lot of, of that de- comes through in the clothes, though. A lot of that comes through in the clothes, like the denim and the, mm. the, the uh, denim against the art, uh, like the Tims or the orange boots. Like he's got mm. more like kind of like almost like orangish boots on. But also with the I pink like. bottle, he's always got. The, yeah, the, the, with the, the, with the, 
yeah. like the Pepto-Bismol or whatever he's mm. always sipping on or whatever. Um, mm. You know, Fredro being in like ill, oversized hockey jerseys or whatnot. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, and that's, and that's uh, last day's era Fredro. So there's that. Um, yeah. Then New Jersey Drive being oh. not the greatest movie ever, but <laughs> uh, something that, you know, having to do with like New Jersey carjacking, uh, these kids, uh, 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 what's his name? Faison. Um, uh, fuck, Donald Faison? Wait, no, no, no. Faison, Glo- shit. Which one is it? There's, there's, fuck, which Faison is it? Uh, but the cat who was in Scrubs. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, God, now you got oh, me thinking. That. I'm going to just look yeah, it up. Yeah, How about yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> New Jersey Drive. Here we go. Okay. Donald Faison. There we go. Donald Faison. Yeah, cool. Yeah, All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely not Faison Love. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Donald Faison, pre, uh, you know, young Donald Faison, and, uh, and, and, you know, a couple other heads who I don't know. I don't remember. Produced I don't recall, by Spike not, Lee. Like, what? New Jersey Drive? Produced by Spike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I did not know that. Um, but, yeah. you know, produ- produced by. So, you know, yeah. I guess he threw some bread into it. Um, heavy D. But essentially. Oh, shit. Yeah. Heavy D's in it. Heavy D's on the soundtrack. So mm. two things I love about this, that existing. Um, one, this fashion again. I think they got that. They have like that mid 90s, early to mid 90s fashion down where like the, everything's vests, you know, um, Quilted vests and wow. yeah, again like jerseys and 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 big jackets, Carhartt. You got all that going on and whatnot. Um, and then the soundtrack. It's they, the soundtrack was so chock full. They released two volumes of it: there was New Jersey <laughs> Drive crazy. Volume One and Volume Two. And the soundtracks, the trounce. I mean, you could make a crazy one disc soundtrack, and you mm. just had the Outcast song. You had the Red Man, Dare's a Dark Side Era Red Man song yeah. in there. You got Ill Al Scratch. You got uh, Queen Latifah, you got um, Biggie, and then on Biggie with Total, I think. Yeah, can't you see? What banger yeah, with Total, mm-hmm. which was like, like banger, a, a lot of people bought that soundtrack. Just I'm sure for that song because that song was huge. B. Mm. Um, and then on the on the on the flip side, yo, honestly, if you want to hear one of the most one of the craziest volume two has the boot camp posse cut heads ain't ready. Uh, it has Jay with the Damages um, Invasion, which before it came out on his second album was uh, was a song that you could tell he wrote to the concept of this movie. It's a very you know anti cop song, mm-hmm. um, and Primo one of the, the craziest. Beat. Yeah, Primo. Yeah, Primo on the beat. That was Jay Room Primo era. The craziest shit on that whole shit. I mean, there's the Outcast joint, and I, I actually I fuck with the Bay Area joint, the Young Lay. Mac mm. Mall shit. That shit is Ray Love shit. That shit is that shit plays in the movie too. Um the organized confusion at OC song, You I Won't Go Far. That. I was looking at that. Yo, the way that they rap and change up like the technicality in the shit is like fucking mind-boggling. And they're talking about like they're actually writing as the New Jersey Drive concept, carjacking. Like they're oh. they're doing two different, there's two sections of verses because they're all passing off they're like you, you know you kind of don't know who you're listening to you kind of have to like listen to be like oh okay i'm listening to pharaoh oh that's oc now oc is going crazy oc is like keeping up with pharaoh and prince on a like real it's that fudge pudge shit man yeah but even even like yeah like, like fudge pudge after stress 
yeah, after, str- after afterward life and time's up and all that so like yeah. them growing up and like really at the like maybe somewhat peak of their their writing and they're just going crazy talking about first the first verses are like about like carjacking and the second verses are kind of like the 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 tragedies that can happen mm. when a car gets stolen so it's it's like, I need to, it's I need to watch this, man. Uh, th- this yeah, this has really wet my appetite because I'm really in the mood for something like this. And bro, Spike, Spike Lee must have had some big thing because the poster's got Spike Lee presents a Nick Gomez film as a as the as the tag. So the that guys, was the, that was a selling point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe yeah. yeah. I think if you put your name on uh, something, you've got to be really like behind it. I don't know. I always think yeah, you sell it, but yeah, maybe you got a big check. But I don't know. Mm. I always think like you might you might want to yeah. Eric Sermon on this, yeah, Easy Mo B, fuck yeah, man, you've got uh, a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. Wow, what what a way to go in. Love that. So um, yeah, there you go. If you ever needed any more recommendations, film recommendations, there you go. <laughs> Bang, they're all here for you, man. Um, but guys, where can we find you if people want to hit you up from film recommendations or whatever or Twitter, whatever? We're, we're, if we're going to stay on Twitter after Elon, I don't know what's happening right now. But where where can we find you? where can we find you, Yebi? Where where are you at, man? Hit us up and rhymes up dimes. Let us know. Yeah, so personal socials, um, I'm at Yemi Abiyade on Twitter. That's Y-E-M-I-A-B-I-A-D-E. On Instagram, I'm Yemi the Abiyade. So a the in between my name. And then Rhymes Like Dimes um, on Twitter and Instagram at Rhymes Dimes Pod. So hit us up if anything rap or if you just want to chat. <laughs> Love that, bud. How about you, gang? Wait, whereabouts you at, man? I'm uh I'm shit. I'm Gang Grizzly, G-E-N-G-G-R-I-Z-Z-L-Y, Gang Grizzly at uh on IG, I'm Purposide on Twitter. So that's like purple and genocide together, I guess. Jesus. That was a long time ago. Um because because PTP's purple tape pedigree is was one way to one way to to interpret that. So that's why there's that. But um yeah, if anyone ever wondered. Um, you can find purpletapepedigree.bandcamp.com for a breadth of musical releases on by the crew under the, the label section of PTP, King Vision Ultra, uh, new music coming very soon. Big up. Uh, I just I just engineered, you know, mix and mastered this new Fat Boy Sharif No Face album Oof. that's on PTP uh, and finishing up the tape design in the next 24 hours, maybe nice. not tonight. Um, you know, yeah, but you know, things are, things are happening. Come holler at me if you want uh food recommendations and, and I mean, yeah, shit, you want to do a Hong Kong movie pod. I, I'm here for all the Shaw yeah. brothers and golden harvest and motherfucking Chalion fat, uh, you know, shout out to Ringo lamb and all of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I definitely yeah. have, have had stacks of DVDs. So yeah. Thank y'all for wicked. You know what I mean? No, thank you. Um, wicked. Well, I'm just going to leave it with one thing. I usually ask everyone, "What's the last great piece of music you've heard?" But let's switch it up for this one. Uh, uh, shooters, what is the last great thing you saw? So, uh, t- film wise, okay. sorry, last okay. great film you saw could be old, could be new, but just the last great film. That's yeah, Yemi. You look like you got one. Yemi, go. Yeah. What you got? Heat. Oh, Ooh. you're going in. I watched, yeah. that, I, watched, I, watched that, I watched that a couple of weeks ago and I was just, 
Yeah, man. That's why I, it kind of burnt me when you were talking about uh, Al Pacino just then. Like, I burnt me because I was like, ah! She got a he's only become one of my favorite actors. But no. Uh, he, he's good in that. He's great in that. No, he's great in yeah, that. Yeah, for real. Is for it real, first, time watching, first time watching Yemi? Or? First, first Sounds, like watching. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Yeah, first time watching. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Just dope. Love so, so dope. Love the that. sound, the sound design in the when when yeah, the car is getting shot up, unbelievable! Whew, that shit is crazy. That shit, how do you not get like an adrenaline rush and uh, like you know or anxiety one way or the other? Like yeah. that shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Whew. How about Very you? Very opening. Yeah. Say again. Yeah. Very hot opening. Oh hot yeah, opening. facts. Yeah, facts. it comes yeah. in hot that uh, film. Love it. it. Comes in hot. It does, man. It does. Um, I just saw, so the movie, the story goes, I thought I was going to see the new uh, movie by um, the cat who did uh, uh, Parasite. Oh, Triangle of Sadness. Is it that one? No. Oh, I know which one. The Summit Decision. I made the same mistake and oh. I went to see Triangle of Sadness. It wasn't a mistake. That shit was ill. Like, yeah. that shit was crazy. That director was like, is nuts, bro. Have you watched his other like, stuff? Yo, no spoilers. Nah, I haven't nah, watched nah, it yet, nah. but... Oh, oh my God. Yo, if you want to see, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to not spoil this, but if you want to see some chaotic shit happen to some very, very, uh, you Can know, some, some people who deserve it. Yeah. How do you say rich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ill. It plays it. The way it plays with power dynamics is pretty fucking, uh, you know, I would spot on is really not not selling it but you know it's 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 something to, to, to take in um because there's there's a little couple twists where you're like oh okay yeah mm-hmm. so well i'll tell you what it. if you like that the square is incredible and force majeure uh, is incredible that. force majeure, okay. those two and the way they use justice or justice in, in justice are just a fucking great group but the way that he uses their music in one of them films i won't tell you which one is oh. incredible. so <laughs> yeah. i have not thought about those people in a long time that's crazy mate, mate the way he flips and uses that music for one of the scenes is incredible but yeah no wow. big up big up i love that uh my wow. last one then before i leave last great thing oh man this ties into our off-brand offshoot uh, gang of just uh, scallywags on the corner. Uh, me, Alaska Adams, Mike's, uh, Mike Seatown, and Thomas Hobbs. We do have our hip hop heads talking horror, kind of little, horror. little offshoot thing. And I watched Barbarian over Halloween. And okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say anything apart from yes, please. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But if you're a horror head, do go watch Barbarian. If you're not a horror head, Please go watch Barbarian. It's great. Uh, So yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate you. And thank you everyone in the chat who's lasted over this marathon. Not many have. Not many have. Steve Piper's still here. Big up 90s, early 2000s UK hip hop. Oh yeah. Pod Patriot games about gunshot on repeat recently. Gunshot. What a reference. I love that, Steve Piper. Love that, man. But yes, thank you all you patrons. And uh, yeah, come support us. Patreon.com slash Cray808. And yeah, help support the show. We can do more of this for you and more three album runs and all that other good stuff so yeah big yourselves up and peace out peace 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 peace, peace. <laughs>